Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we have casting news, other news, all kinds of news, synopses are updated, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is making an appearance at San Diego Comic-Con, other various news things, and more news things, because we have been gone for a while. Yeah, we have. And uh, the biggest, biggest news we're going to be talking about today is the fact that we're back! Hey guys! Hey, we're sorry that we, love we you. left for so long. I didn't, mean so, to, so long. I didn't mean to take a sabbatical. Yeah, we 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 will we will talk about it more on the other side right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall, and we are here to discuss the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, and all of your feedback and the, all the news that's happened in the last month since we were last with you. It has been a hot minute. It has been an entire month, and we are so sad about that. I think this, this is the longest break we've done since we've This is the longest I've been podcast. away from you, and I'm sorry. Yeah, it was real nice. I was talking to them. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> no. That, so you, you weren't pleased with the being... Be- Take your time. I'll be here. Never mind. I thought you were saying something nice to me, but you were saying something nice to these people. Yeah, because I love them. You don't even know them. I try to. I'm in your real life, Jeff. Oh, yeah? Well, uh, Yoda Hugh added me as a friend on Facebook. Ooh, sweet. He probably also added you. Oh, yeah. I saw him say that on Twitter, but I didn't see it on Facebook. So Yeah, maybe, well. Maybe I was hard to find. Get on my level. Yep. I need to level up. What's up, everybody? They can't answer you. I, I mean, they can. I, I forgot how podcasting. It'll works. just be delayed. <laughs> it's been so long since we've done this. How do we do this? No, yeah, it's, it feels weird. Do we do this anymore? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I yeah, think I talk about news now. Jeff, Jeff has started school, right? Yeah. Well, I did that last fall. Yeah. And I picked up summer courses and forgot that summer courses are like super condensed semesters and yeah. it's like 15 weeks in eight yeah that's uh, tough that's been crazy i have a midterm to do this week at some point oh well let's uh let's get on talking about some news uh and uh we're uh we'll, we're, we're, we'll try to be back here steady with you guys every other week as we talked about before but yeah it was been a, it's been a tough month for us so thanks for putting up with the the absence. Uh, we love you all, and thank you for all the kind words about where is the cast? Where are you guys at? Thank you for the skeleton, whoever that was yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> Someone posted a skeleton on Twitter that said, uh, it was Donald Martin. Donald Martin posted a skeleton on Twitter that said, don't mind me, I'm just waiting for the new MCU cast. Oh, It's very, very funny and very sad. <laughs> uh, so casting news is my first little gamut to run here. Uh, there has been a bunch because we we had talked about Michael Keaton was circling a role and Marvel was about to talk to him and they were in talks and then they he exited the talks and yeah the talks were apparently they were, over they were over but apparently now they're back on so he's back on to be the villain uh, but there have also been other casting news bits for Spider Man Homecoming um, a lot in fact that movie is filling out they just started production recently um, in the past couple of weeks wow I think in the past week. Uh, they they got the torch passed off to them because they're filming in Atlanta. So they got the the torch passed off to them from the Guardians of the Galaxy two crew. Wow! They were just kind of like, here you go, guys. Much love. That's so cool. Good luck and all that. Uh, but 
so Michael Keaton's back on as uh, as main villain. There are also two other people so far that are uh, that are being eyed for villainous roles, quote unquote. Uh, Logan Marshall Green and Bakim Woodbine. Uh, he was in uh, Fargo and uh, like the TV series Fargo. Okay, I've so, heard really good things about that. I have not seen it myself. Yeah, and uh, a lot of the comments on this on this casting have been saying that he was the best part of the season two or the second season of Fargo, which you know is pretty high praise uh from the internet (laughs) (laughs) uh the the speculation like the speculation for the longest time has been that michael keaton has been uh eyed for the role of the vulture yeah that's that i i just don't know i've never felt compelled by the vulture that's fair um and so i'm i'm a little worried that that they'd pick him for the vulture also it just seems way too on the nose with the whole he just played burn band thing yeah so because of that, and also the fact that there are a lot of people that are going to be in "quote unquote" villainous roles, yeah, um, they're thinking that it's going to be kind of like a gang type thing. Um, specifically, the enforcers, who are just basically a uh, an organized crime ring, uh, with one guy called the Big Man as the the head of them. And um, somebody on that I had read a comment on somewhere uh, said that Bookie Woodbine would be great for um, Fancy Dan, who is like a, a martial artist with fancy footwork. Some of these Enforcer characters also show up later because they have superpowers. They show up later in the Thunderbolts, like during Civil War um, or after the Superhuman Registration Act, rather. So okay. they joined the Thunderbolts because it was either that or be imprisoned. Right. So they started as Thunderbolts in training, and I was like, huh, that we just had the Sokovia Accords happen, and then these guys that, you know, it's still just a rumor, so we don't, we're not sure that the Enforcers are going to be in there, but it sure. looks a lot like that could be it. So I like that theory a lot. I like that that uh, that push yeah that i don't know for. i don't know much about the the that particular group but it sounds you say like a mob or like a yeah it's, it's basically a gang thing. i like that a lot a for mafia the, for the first spider-man because he is as of now at least just like a local hero yeah he's been doing it for six months he said in civil war and i'd, l- I'd love to see him um i'd love to see him uh get a get a movie to really get under his on his feet before yeah. we see him like come they they just always in the Spider-Man movies up till now have had to make him such a fight such big villains and bigger and bigger villains and I oh, think yeah he's like, right out of the gate it was Green yeah. Goblin yeah and like that's too big for Spider-Man's first round I still very very much say that Michael Keaton should be uh Norman Osborn that would be really cool be such a great casting that would be really cool. I don't know that. Um, I don't know if they could afford him for that though, because Norman Osborn's so big a name and would have such lasting effects and, and ripples. He would be the next Loki, where he would show up everywhere. I, I would hope so. <laughs> I mean, Michael Keaton hasn't done that many big movies in the last twenty years. He's sure he's a big name. He's Batman, but like, <laughs> yeah. He just hasn't been around doing anything. So, like, if he could get that Batman money again, he might be up for doing a few movies. Yeah, that's probably true. And I'd love to see, like, a Norman Osborn fighting on the good side during, like, Infinity War. You know, like, yeah. just be great. Especially ah. for that, that thought that I had, you know, a month ago. of like Which one was that? Uh, when... <clears throat> 
when Thanos comes and Norman Osborn's fighting on the side of Earth and like gets the last hit and says, "Look how good I did. Now you should make me the leader of Shield." Right, right, and right, then, right. Like starts the Dark Avengers and yeah, and that whatnot. could be such a great. Um, it, the world would be totally transformed at that point if the world has had to face Thanos, and it's just there's no there's the cats out of the bag. Heroes are just a thing, you know. Like, yeah, it, it still feels very much uh, like the hero, the whole like superhero thing, super superpower thing is just kind of emerging on Earth in the in the MCU, and it seems like if that were to happen and they had this huge battle. And they pull out all the stops. You just have a whole different kind of world. And if the Dark Avengers becomes a thing, and then you start kind of from scratch with this new, more like underground team that's developing and having to fight this dark, this yeah, dark you could, over you force. could basically reboot it within itself. Yeah, I really don't want to reboot. No, no, you. Can, I, 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 it's I know it's effectively rebooting the Avengers team. Yeah, well, it's just a new phase in the storytelling. I just Which don't like I mean, that's more. what they do. Just don't like using the word reboot. That's fair. Um, the MCU ha- is special for a reason. <laughs> like if you reboot it, if you reboot the MCU, you lose all of its specialness. You break it. You do. You know. You have to start from scratch. It is no longer. You no longer have the gravitas of being. Hey, this is in the same universe as that first Iron Man movie that changed everything. You know. Yeah, the one that set the stage. God. Yeah. You know they could already be setting up some uh, some change up for Spider-Man cuz in the ultimate universe of Spider-Man um there's uh Miles Morales who yeah. is the new Spider-Man and um, Donald Glover who everyone was wanting to be Miles Morales is has has been announced right? Yeah he's he's joining the uh, the cast of Spider-Man That's exciting. Uh Spider-Man Homecoming but I don't know what role he's going to be. Nobody knows what role he's going to be. But there's also other casting news, like a very, very young actor that was apparently really good in Beasts of No Nation. Oh, uh, Abraham Atta. He is 15 yeah. years old. And um, I, I don't want to just like jump to the conclusion, like just because he's a young African American male, that he's obviously going to be Miles, Miles Morales. Morales. Sure. But if they set that up. Like in movie one, for the that eventuality to get there, that would be so incredible. Yeah, I almost feel like it's too early to even start talking about it. But I, I you know, they've got this eighteen-year-old kid playing Spider-Man. 19. Who is he? Nineteen now? Yeah, he's nineteen. Nineteen-year-old um, kid playing a fifteen-year-old Spider-Man or whatever. Yeah. So if they if they do pick a fifteen-year-old kid, they might be having him play like eleven or twelve-year-olds. Yeah. Like he might be playing a little younger. In which case, we might get. Uh, just a small nod that, you know, four or five years from now, this guy might take over the mantle. Yeah, this could happen. It's it's crazy to think about that they're thinking about who... That they would even consider thinking about who's going to replace Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. Like, as of now. <laughs> well, I mean, they, you got to have a plan for that, you know? you got to have that contingency. Sure, you, you do, but I, I don't know. It but just, I don't like it. <laughs> it just seems a little early. Like, set up your Spider-Man, like, make him part of the universe. Yeah. We'll, we'll get bet, to Miles Morales. I bet Feige's got all kinds of backups. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Other, other though, other than these two casting bits, there are other like the the cast of of Spider Man Homecoming is just like gushing at this point because people are just like throwing like there's a, a trio of newcomers, quote unquote, 
that I don't know who they are. I didn't even take down their names because they're just so new. They're supposed to play background characters. Like they're filling out the background right. effectively. Uh, but there's also um, Michael Mando who has been in uh, Better Call Saul. He was uh, Nacho in oh, Better Call Saul. Oh, great. I love him. Uh, a comedian by the name of Hannibal Burress. I know Hannibal Bur- It's Burress, yeah. Burress? Okay, Burris. sorry. I don't know him, obviously. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's really um, funny. Kenneth Choi has joined the cast. Kenneth Choi played uh, one of the Howling Commandos. He was the, the Asian guy in the Howling Commandos in the first Captain America movie. Interesting that, yeah. Yeah. So he's in the universe twice. Random. Wouldn't be. Well, I yeah. mean, Inver Gokash had the same yeah. kind of past and present. I mean, it's a descendant. Done. Canon. Sure, It's sure. his grandson. Canon, right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Martin Starr has joined the cast. He is in yeah, Silicon Valley. He's so good in Silicon Valley. He's been so good for a long time, though. He was all the way back to uh, Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, yeah. Like, so good. I, I, that's just, awesome. He didn't have much character in Freaks and Geeks, though. He was just so... He's always kind of that guy, bland. though. Even on Silicon that's Valley. That's fair. He, his delivery is very similar. Yeah. He's just... Uh, they give him really weird things to say. But yeah, he's, when he's, you say odd things in a very nondescript delivery, it's yeah. uh, it becomes really funny. I love Freaks and Geeks. I love him though. Like even yeah. though even though he's uh, he's the lanky. He's one. very deadpan, but he's yeah. not. He's not. I I, I would. He's not characterless. Back. No, yeah, yeah. He's, he's very, deadpan. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's the proper term that I was searching for. Thank yeah, you. I love that. Um, but with Martin Starr, did you know that Martin Starr has already been in the MCU? Uh, let me tracking it back. No, he had a very tiny non-speaking role in the incredible Hulk. He Weird. was the pizza guy, like the guy in the lab that had the pizza that was like nodding in thanks to Edward Norton's character. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Not right after, it. right after, um, Lou Ferrigno had his appearance. Yeah. That's so funny. It's so random that he's the guy and I want it to be that same character. Yeah. Right. Like I want that to be him. And he just like shows up later. Cause he was like, he was a student at the, the place and now right. he's a teacher or something. It, it makes me, it, it makes me think Martin Starr is older now. Yeah. And I know that. But I still have in my head that he's young. Like I still want him to be like I want him to be like one of Spider Man's friends from school. <laughs> but I know that's not like possible. in Freaks and Geeks. You yeah, just exactly. want him, that character to come in and be Ex- a friend. Exactly. Like they should de-age him. It's totally, totally worth it. They should do this like fancy technology de-aging. I don't think they can like, like de-age and make smaller. <laughs> yes, they can. No, I don't I've think they can make a different person out of that. Benjamin guy. Button. I've seen it. <laughs> that's fair. That's yeah, fair. Totally fair. Absolutely. Yeah, that works. No, they can't. Uh, stop. <laughs> so let's get to other casting news. These are big ones, in my opinion. Jeff Goldblum is going to be in Thor Ragnarok as the Grand Master. There's been so much big Thor Ragnarok news. Yeah, there has. Since we've been, since we've been gone. Since we've been gone. Everyone's been casting Thor Ragnarok. You went Kelly Clarkson. I went Weird Al. Nice. Uh, I like it. I think I win. Divergence. I win for the nerd on the nerd cast. I win for Weird Al. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I win on pop culture. Anyway, so Jeff Goldblum, Grandmaster, right? That's pretty big. Do you know who is, the Grandmaster they is? They confirmed right? him as Grandmaster. Yeah, oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so it's that's, in the it's in the release. Cool. He's going to be the Grandmaster, who is crazy and twitchy. He's one of the Eternals, who is sounds perfect for Jeff Goldblum. I know, right? The Eternals. Uh, also manned by the collector, 
<gasps> we know yeah. who that is. Yeah. Um, Jeff Goldblum had a lot to do with the collector coming back to life at one point because he made a bargain with death, uh, who you know Thanos is like obsessed with right, in the right, comics. In so the he comics. made a bargain with death so that uh, he could get the collector back and get him back to life. But what ended up happening is that they became immortal because death banished them from her realm because they tried to take over in some way. That's fun. It was, it was really <laughs> interesting. So they just like, they're just alive forever because they yeah. can't die. And we don't, we don't know if that will have that, happened. That might or, not be a thing, but or if it may happen in the future in the MCU. Or yeah. Whatever. Well, um, a part of all of that casting news is that Kate Blanchett's character has been confirmed to be Hela who in Norse mythology is the ruler of the realm of death, um, of what is it? It's unhonorable death, like death not in combat. Because people who die in combat honorably go to Valhalla, others go to hell. Right. I'm sorry, yeah, go to hell and are ruled over by Hela. And she's, uh, according to Mark Ruffalo, he has said that that character is the worst of the worst. She is so incredibly evil, she's going to kill them. (laughs) <laughs> cool. Uh, another character that is uh, is an interesting addition is Carl Urban has been cast as uh, Scourge the Executioner. Now, you remember I was saying that Kate Blanchett could be the Enchantress, and then somebody could be the Executioner, and then they could have like a two-on-two match kind of thing. Right. They're still going with Scourge. Cool. As, as, as a, a person in there. Which I find really interesting because he could effectively be the executioner for the Lord of of Hell, basically. You know, like bringing people to the realm, chopping their heads off, doing whatever. They could still kind of do that whole buddy team-up thing, like two-on-two with that. Just having her be somewhere else. And then there's there's still the Valkyrie that's going to be in there. So, like, this movie is going to be huge. Yeah, it's going going real into the whole... North Norse mythology thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be neat. The last couple of things that we have uh, as far as casting news are more just rumors and speculation than anything. Uh, Brie Larson is in early talks, rumored to be in early talks to play Carol Danvers in the Captain Marvel movie that's upcoming. Neat. Um, I don't know much about her. She's been in a lot of things in a bunch of small roles, according to the Umdaba. <laughs> And I just, I, I don't recognize her offhand, which is kind of sad. I'm yeah, sorry. I am actually in the same boat. I know the name. I've heard of her a lot. And I'm just uh, blanking on the actual thing she's been in. Yeah, I'm looking at her IMDb, and I haven't seen any of these movies. But I keep <laughs> hearing about her, so she must be, uh, she must be up good. and coming. <laughs> she must be good. She was in 21 Jump Street, and I did see that, but I don't remember that movie at all. So that, Yeah, that's fair. It's saying on her IMDb that Captain Marvel has been announced. Is it announced or is it rumored? Oh, I see. It's saying the movie's been announced. She's being rumored. Yes. I see, I see. Yes. So, uh, and the uh, the last one that I have, the last one is kind of an intriguing one. Uh, Sharon Stone has been cast in a mystery Marvel role. We don't even know what movie yet. Wow. Um her quote is her original quote is I'm just doing a wee part in a Marvel movie upcoming. And I can't tell because you know, you have to sign confidentiality agreements, but I'm going to do a wee part in a Marvel movie. Now that's it. Wow. That's pretty nuts. Uh, she's big. She's a big name. There are just getting so many big names for the, 
And I, I almost, you almost don't want him to be too big a name sometimes because you don't, like Jeff Goldblum, I'm going to have a little bit of a hard time. As much as I'm excited for him to be in the universe because I think he'll fit perfectly. Yeah. I, I'm a little nervous that I won't be able to see anyone but like uh, the doctor from Jurassic Park. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just Dr. Malcolm. That's all it is. Yeah, it's like. Well, he's going to have, uh, he's going to, if they follow the look from the comic books, he's going to have all kinds of blue face paint and crazy hair oh. and things like that. He looks like the grand, yeah, the grandmaster looks very crazy. Okay. And he's quite eccentric. So S- Still, even just his voice, I feel like is going to be very clearly Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, but Michael, on what they do with it. Michael Rooker, his voice is very much Michael Rooker, but that's Yondu. Uh, yes and no. It was also very much Merle <laughs> from The Walking Dead. I think that that's just how Michael Rooker is. Or the, I think that's just how he yeah, is. Yeah, no, he was very much, to me, it was hard to see past Michael Rooker for me. Okay. Um, and, and I mean, you know, I, I do think that they got past that, but it was definitely hard at first. Yeah. Um, but that, that movie had a few... A few stars in it that was hard not to just be like, oh, that's that guy. Yeah. I mean, I even felt that way with like Rocket, his voice being a... Uh, you know, I did not hear Bradley Cooper in there, like, I don't know himself. if I would have if I hadn't known. Like, I think that he did a really good job of taking on sort of a different voice than normal. Yeah. But you could tell it was him. And uh, the, like once I went in, I was like... I, I was like, that's an interesting choice that Bradley Cooper is making. And so that kind of takes me out of it for a second. But they, they definitely won me over. By the end of the movie, I was just seeing them all as their characters. Yeah. Um, I mean, we are Groot. Yeah, we are Groot. Apparently, uh, Marvel's merchandising push for uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is going to be very Groot-heavy. I don't doubt that. Yeah. they Everything after the movie came out was Groot, 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 Groot. Yeah. So. I mean... People love him. Yeah. No matter how many lines he has. I'm really wondering. I'm really curious about what Groot is going to be like in this movie. Because we've seen this poster art with him being tiny. And I don't know how long this movie is going to go. And like how long he's <laughs> going to be tiny. What the timeline is. And I wonder how if, much he grows over the course of it. I can see them going for an entire movie where he's just a tiny dude. Like, And it would be so interesting to have the same character be like a completely different function for the group. Yeah. You know? That would be neat. We've talked about it before, but I just think that's such a... It, like, I'd never thought about them not just returning him to regular size, <laughs> starting the next movie as him being Groot again, you know? Yeah. Uh, but him being Tiny Groot through the whole movie would be really interesting. Be a nice change. Yeah. But then we're going to have other characters that are that are changing things up. You know, we're going to have Mantis in it. Uh, there's other news that I have coming oh, yeah. up right here. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that... Breeds a little bit of speculation. Uh, there's a uh, there's a report that the main villain of the film has been uh, has been decided on, or um, I don't know about main. Yeah, primary antagonist is what the report says. Sorry, um, Elizabeth Debicki Debicki. I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. The beekeeper. Debicki. <laughs> don't don't do that. Don't do that. That's her name. How dare you? <laughs> you just said it. Like. It sounded like you said the beekeeper. I didn't. Anyway, (laughs) apparently she, according according to this report, she's going to be the primary antagonist uh, who is named Aisha, but it's also called uh, her and Kismet and Paragon in the comics. um, Who she's actually, she's, um, she was created by the Enclave who also created Adam Warlock. And you remember 
that cocoon that was empty yep. in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep, yep. Same people that made Adam Warlock made her. And she believes that Adam Warlock is her perfect mate. Like, they're going to get together and breed a whole new race of super people. Okay. Is what she thinks. Um, so, that could play very easily into Adam Warlock joins team, and she's primary antagonist trying to get Adam Warlock, and they want to keep him away. But then also, like, the synopsis doesn't suggest anything about that. Right. Because... Uh, well, it could be something they're saving for number three, or they're... Uh, you know, it's interesting. It is definitely interesting that they're going more with the Adam Warlock storyline, just because up till now all we have is that Easter egg of an open cocoon. Yeah. Well, also uh, after the Infinity War, the the with the Infinity Gauntlet, like he took the Infinity Gauntlet after it was taken off of Thanos. Right. So like he had it for he, a little bit. I know that he was a big part of Infinity War, Infinity Crisis, one of those things. So <laughs> whatever. Infinite Crisis is DC. I don't know, Infinity something. <laughs> it's the Infinity Wars. <laughs> There's all kinds of Infinity things. I've uh, seen them. It's funny. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so the uh, the synopsis that, I, that I'm mentioning is uh, has been updated here recently. I'll go ahead and read that for you. Set to the backdrop of Awesome Mix Tape Volume 2. I think it's Awesome Mix Volume 2 is what it's supposed to be, but this says Awesome Mix Tape Number 2. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 continues the team's adventure as they traverse the outer reaches of the cosmos. The Guardians must fight to keep their newfound family together as they unravel the mysteries of Peter Quill's true parentage. Old foes become new allies and fan-favorite characters from the classic comics will come to our hero's aid as the Marvel Cinematic Universe continues to expand. Now, they mention classic comics, like favorite characters from the classic comics. Adam Warlock is a cult favorite. He's a cult classic sure. favorite. Yeah. So very easily I can apply that, you know, through wanting it to be, I can apply that to that, yeah. <laughs> to that bit. Like I can make this canon in my head already. <laughs> so, um, old foes becoming new allies could pretty, I mean, that pretty much says Yondu is going to be a friend cause we've seen him on set. We know he's going to be back. Uh, Nebula could very easily be added into an ally, role in some way sure uh just depending or she could be just a you know little anti-hero that shows up or whatever whatever the case may be she's got possibilities mm -hmm. um so let's move up let's move up to the next thing i guess uh let's see oh yeah uh guards i've mentioned guardians of the galaxy 2 uh, the cast is going to make an appearance at San Diego Comic-Con. They're going to have a big presence. Groot is going to have a big presence. So anybody that is lucky enough to have tickets and and be able to go to San Diego Comic-Con, send us pictures. Let me know. I I want to be there. I want to be there so bad. Marvel, if you're listening, I know you are, bring me. <laughs> I will be really nice. And yeah. I'll, I'll I throw things that look like hammers just to get people's attention, just to bring them to the Marvel fray. Why are you throwing things that look like hammers? Because that's what Mjolnir is, is a throwable hammer. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, come on. Don't you know I dress up as Thor a lot? I do know that. God. But I just, for some reason... You uh, didn't make that connection? No, I, I made the connection... because going to be Drax? I made the connection immediately to, like, the uh, Hammer Brothers. <laughs> throwing... <laughs> you said th you, I think the reason is because you said things that look like hammers yeah. instead of a thing that Well, they can't like all be Mjolnir. There's only one. Well, yeah, but you could have said you're only going to be throwing one 
Mjolnir that you've, you've I don't know that I'm going to get it back, is the right, thing. Right, right. Well, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> when you say things that look like hammers, I think of multiple hammers, which made me think of the Hammer Brothers. That's fair. Totally made sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll be Mario, you be the Hammer Brothers. <laughs> I'll just throw hammers at you. You'll just do epic dodges. Just actual hammers. <laughs> just hurling sledgehammers at you. <laughs> just, oh, That's going to be part of my workout, is just throwing sledgehammers at you. And my workout will be dodging them. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's, it's going to be like Dragon Ball Z all over again. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be fine. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, so, uh, next up. We have uh, a little bit of news about uh, some 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 streaming stuff. Recently, Agents of Shield season three came to Netflix. Uh, that happened on June sixteenth, uh, which looks to have been about a week ago, according to the calendar here on my laptop. Yeah. Um, but upcoming in September, Netflix is going to have the exclusive streaming rights for all Disney content. So that's all the Disney movies, that's all the Lucasfilm movies, that's all the Pixar movies, and then that's all of Marvel stuff. That's pretty crazy. So having them able to to keep everything on Netflix there is just going to, like, especially in September, if yeah. they drop everything Marvel in September with Luke Cage coming out, oh, that's going to be the best marketing. I uh, I find it funny that they announced this after we talked about how wonderful it would be to have a marvel cinematic universe streaming service <laughs> and netflix is like we got we got you we got you bro you ain't got to pay more money whatever they're gonna raise my price that's probably true they're gonna be like oh you were thinking about leaving well here's this and then you're like ow why it hurts <laughs> so <clears throat> so that's a big thing to look forward to you know that's exciting mm-hmm. as they call it especially since star wars has not been on the streaming service like literally ever oh yeah none of the star wars have none of them oh. i feel like some of the prequels were i don't think so not on netflix okay yeah, i'm not i'm not sure i know i've got uh i've got i purchased um a new hope on google play for like $20 once, just so that I could stream it. Because I, wow. didn't, I didn't have a physical copy, which was bizarre that yeah. I didn't have that. <laughs> anyway. So next up, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, Civil War, the uh, the movie that we all know and love th- that came out this year, has scored uh, four Teen Choice Awards. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Teen Choice Award nominations for this, uh, this upcoming round of... Uh, Teen Choice Award presentation. I believe it's on at the end of July. It's like July thirty first or something like that. Um, the four that they've gotten are Choice Film, Sci Fi Fantasy, and uh, Choice Actor for Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> That's so hilarious. They're gonna fight again, basically, and yeah. then um, Choice Actress for uh, Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. Nice. I love that they're going to have another Civil War at an award show where they're both nominated. I think Civil War, from an acting perspective, was just so good. And those characters, Black Panther and those two, brought so much emotional weight to those roles. And I just, I don't, like, I know it's a comic book movie. I know it's a silly dress-up in costumes and, you know, 
fight with with all the fancy powers and yeah. makes make Star Wars references kind of movie. But like, <laughs> yeah, those the, the 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 fight scene, the fight scene in the last twenty minutes, and the uh, just the the. the Black Panther's resolution to his storyline. There's just so much emotion there and so much really great acting. Just really great acting. Yeah. And, you know, when early reports were coming out, a lot of people were saying that Act 3 really just kind of petered out in Civil War. But I don't feel it did that. It just got more emotional. Yeah. It it didn't... It got a lot more personal. It wasn't as, like, big and grandiose as, as an Avengers movie. And that's I think that's what people were expecting as an Avengers movie. Well, I think they... We're expecting to get even bigger after the airport scene. That's fair. They're expecting, there's the airport scene. That's mm. the middle of the movie. Now where are we going? What's the big battle sequence? And instead of going, hey, let's make it even bigger than that one, they made yeah. it way more personal and way smaller. Well, they made it bigger emotionally and mm-hmm. less bigger spectacly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's the right word. Some of those weren't words, but it's fine. No, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it. <laughs> I'm going to make it happen. You just watch. It's going to be in Webster's here soon. So uh, Luke Cage photos, set photos have come out, uh, and they're showing a uh, little bit of a villain going on here in the name or in the uh, the realm of Willis Stryker. You may not know who that huh. is. Uh, he's he goes by Diamondback in uh, in the comics, but that's after he joins gang and does a whole bunch of bad stuff and and gains his own little title. He's kind of a knife fighter kind of guy. Anyway, Willis Stryker is the guy that in Luke Cage comics betrayed Carl Lucas and um, you know planted drugs on him so that he would get caught and go to jail. So he's the one that sent Luke Cage to prison and in prison Carl Lucas became Luke Cage because of a an experiment. So when he gets out, he goes looking for the guy that 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 framed him, and you know wants to either exact revenge or just you know do something, get a reason out of him or something. So the fact that he's going to be in there just kind of uh, kind of brings it back to the old comics, you know, like brings that inspiration out. And I'll uh, I'll put set photos I'll put the set photos into the um, into the the stream so that you guys can see it wherever we uh wherever we have this embedded and uh i like the look of the character i i i think it uh it's pretty cool it's hmm. pretty cool looking dude sweet yeah man yeah so uh <laughs> speaking on the uh the netflix stuff that we had we had mentioned earlier um have you heard about what happened with uh with the subreddit on or the Arrow season, or I'm sorry, the Arrow subreddit I after did. the season four finale. Yeah, <laughs> they they turned theirs into a Daredevil subreddit <laughs> because Daredevil was so much better. That's so funny. <laughs> like they still have the logo changed. I went and looked at it today. They have the logo of Arrow with the Daredevil logo like smashed over it. Yeah, and then they've got the Daredevil characters across the banner, and the people in the Daredevil subreddit are like, guys, their banner looks a lot better than ours like that looks so good we should take that well of course it does they have the hulk i don't their their banner i don't know oh but um it was a banner joke but um fizzle never can't ever do a say banner on this podcast without referencing the hulk somehow that's fair it's fair i have an army we have a hulk Puny God. All right. Uh, let's see. 
What else can we talk about? We've got a Doctor Strange film synopsis that's been updated. You want to hear about that? Yeah, man. Let's hear it. Because that's the next movie that's coming out. Yeah. We've got all kinds of hype stuff coming out on yeah, that now. That's gonna. That's the next The next hype train to hop on is the... Uh, that Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Coming out in November. God, that's so close. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the synopsis reads... Marvel's Doctor Strange follows the story of the talented neurosurgeon Doctor Stephen Strange, who, after a tragic car accident, must put ego aside and learn the secrets of the hidden world of mysticism and alternate dimension. Based in New York City's Greenwich Village, Doctor Strange must act as an intermediary between the real world and what lies beyond, utilizing a vast array of metaphysical abilities and artifacts to protect the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's funny that they mentioned to protect the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because in recent comics, like this week, uh, there was one uh, in Gwenpool, I think it's number three? Gwenpool number three? Okay. Might be also number six. I'm not sure on the numbers. I've been reading a lot of reports of things like that. Anyway, in the the Gwenpool um, issue that came out this week, Gwenpool is a character that came from our world into the comics, like was somehow transported into the comics and doesn't have any powers, but dresses up like a, a Gwen. She's a cosplayer basically. Okay. Dresses up like a Gwen Stacy version of Deadpool, which is really funny because you know, there's the, the, uh, spider Gwen that's going on like, right. actually in comics. And then now there's Gwenpool who knows that she's in a comic book world and okay. acts accordingly. Weird. Because she's like, I obviously I can't die because I'm in a comic book world. Anyway, she's hanging out with Doctor Strange, and they're in between realms right now. In in um in the the panel that I that I read about, and uh, he kind of takes her to where she can look on our world, and he's like, "This is your this is a, a, a portal into your home. This is a, a viewing area for your home." Yeah, and he just happens to see a movie theater. And he says, interesting, our, or the, the events and people in our world leave footprints in yours. <laughs> and and it's, the movie theater says on it, Doctor Strange. And he was like, huh, Benedict Cumberbatch, eh? Yeah, I could see it. <laughs> and I was like, yes, Doctor Strange gets a, he gives his own like seal of approval for Benedict Cumberbatch being him. That is awesome. It's so I think great. I might, as, you know, you know, I'm not a big big comic book reader, but Gwenpool sounds pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to be picking up all of that series. That's cool because it's it's just it's so neat. It's such a neat concept. Yeah, I love those sort of. I like I like them. I saw I watched a. Uh, Scream this week. I don't know what that is. Scream? The movie? Scream? I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Really? I, I don't know. I'm this sorry. This was such a huge part of my uh, my teenage years. Well, Scream. I, I wasn't there for your teenage years. I know, Matt. but we're about the same age. You're younger by a few years, but... <laughs> we're about the same age. Not... A, not How old are you not, now? Now, as of this month, 29. Yeah, you're like two years younger than me. Yeah, and that's so big. That's not that big. That's big in Scream. teenage years. Scream is this huge movie movie oh, you trilogy. Said Scream over and over. An yes, I thought you said Scream because we were talking about movie things. Oh no 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 Scream. Sc- okay, so Scream. Yeah yeah, I've yeah. seen that repeatedly. Yes, thank you. I thought you would have, and you were like, no, don't <laughs> no, know what you're talking not about. Not at all. None of that. <laughs> um, then <laughs> you just have to sit here and call me old. Yeah. You're like, I stand by it. But 
<laughs> well, at least I can hear. Um, <laughs> I heard. I just didn't understand. At least I can speak clearly. <laughs> Damn. Sorry. Old age. The Shots tongue, fired. The, the tongue's going. And it's all that singing you do. Uh, anyway. <laughs> and I was talking to my girlfriend as we were watching Scream because she'd never seen it. How... It, it kind of began. Well, she is much younger than us. Okay, um, <laughs> okay. that's fair. Uh, sorry, now I just sound like a creepy old man on you the do. podcast. Do I? Yep. Damn. Go with it. Just own it. Uh, just owning it. Just own it. <laughs> hey, ladies. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that's the thing I like about high school girls. <laughs> <laughs> so Scream. I was talking about how Scream, uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. But it was it was one of the first big meta things. Yeah, they talked about other horror movies and like it's about in the first the first the first uh, scene he's talking to her about uh, like no you don't do that you never open the door because blah blah blah, blah. there's always a killer outside waiting with this and the, you know like he's it's meta it's it's yeah. like talking about the thing in the thing you're in it's a very self-aware horror movie it's so good i love i, I love i love scream. And then it just got worse uh yeah we're not gonna talk about the sequels okay the reason i watched scream is because i watched scream the tv the mtv tv series oh, this week why did you do that it wasn't all that bad <laughs> i will say i watched it while sorting magic cards so i wasn't fully like focused mm-hmm. and it's a great movie to have like 40 percent of your attention on it's a great <laughs> It's a great series. <laughs> can we quote give, you on that? Can we yeah, put that yeah, on can, like on Rotten Tomatoes? You can like, put that on. It's a great story to have forty percent of your attention on. Yeah, it's so so they they but so can. It's I'll, got like a thirty percent or something like that. Like, five stars. <laughs> five stars for thirty percent of your oh, attention. It's God. really good. It's good stuff. That's I just... watched ten episodes in one day because <laughs> I just had it on in the background while I was doing other work. So really, you watched four episodes. Yeah, basically. Yeah, okay. The equivalent of four episodes where the attention was devoted. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we watched that. So <laughs> we went back and had to watch the original Scream, and I was like, "This movie holds up. It's real good. I love it." But anyway, nowadays, like meta is so. I mean, I'm sure there was something that was meta before Scream, but like to me. That's like the first thing I remember being like, oh, this is different. This yeah, is like this is self- self-aware. It's very self-aware. Yeah. It's acknowledging its own existence, and I, I really like that. I mean, before that, really, the, the only things that I remember that were very self-referential, self-aware were like comedies that were, you know, spoof comedies, like especially Monty Python. Oh, sure, sure, absolutely. But like in a serious film like Scream was, no. Or like Hot Shots. Hot Shots wasn't serious. No, 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 no. I'm saying like oh, that, yeah, that yeah right, movie, right. I got like you. Naked Gun or Hot Shots, like those Robin super, Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, any yeah. any of that. The stuff. spoof movies, like I said. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just thinking of movies that are super self aware in that way. And you're right. You're right. Those comedies are, but it's it's almost like it's this weird balance of taking yourself seriously and ta- and acknowledging that you're a fake thing. Yeah. <laughs> that somehow converges to a really cool. I mean, Deadpool. Is now was fantastic. Was fantastic, and it's 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 a further uh, pushing the boundaries of that sort of a thing. Yeah, Um, Scream still stayed true to its own reality. Yeah, even (laughs) though it was acknowledging the fact that other scary movies existed. Yeah, Um, pretty great. And Deadpool was just like, "What fourth wall? Where'd it go? I shattered that. 
I shattered that while in a fourth wall break. Yeah, but it did. It did do things like uh, Scream. Like did do things walls. like uh, the principals being played by the Fawns, and he gets in his closet, and there's like a, a leather jacket hanging up. Yeah, so yeah. Henry Winkler's playing the Fawns. There's like a leather jacket in his, and he he walks out of his office and says, "Hey, what are you kids doing out here?" And then uh, the janitor looks up, and the janitor has a red and black striped shirt on and a weird hat. <laughs> and he says, "Sorry, Fred." And the guy, the guy's clearly dressed like Freddy, but he's the janitor. Huh. Little like little nods to just real the, silliness. I gotta go back and watch that because I do not remember any of that. Oh, it's so good. Hmm. I think I might have to watch two, three, and probably even four. Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth your life. What you should do instead is check out this new thing that Lego has put out or is putting out. All right, tell us all <laughs> about it, Jeff. I'm trying to get us back on track, man. I know, I know. So there's tell a us all about uh, it. there's a new Lego set that's been announced. Um, Sorry. There's a new Lego set that's been announced uh, that the, the images have been uh, requested for removal by Lego, uh, which kind of says, like, hey, this is accurate. Uh, it is a, um, it's a, a battle set in the Sanctum San- Sanctorum, which Are is... Are you about to spoil me on something important? Not important, no. It's just... It's... <laughs> important enough for Lego to take it down, but not something that I shouldn't know. Right. Okay, I'm gonna trust you. I mean, it's been it's been released via Amazon Japan and the Brick Fan. Yeah, but also, but then Lego asked it to be taken down. No, like that was after Lego asked for them to be okay, for them to be okay. taken down. So Go it's ahead, it's a battle set uh, in Doctor Strange's home uh, with a portal monster, or a, it says a portal beast. So you've got the Ancient One and Carl uh, uh, Mordo. And Doctor Strange all fighting this portal beast, which apparently has like moving parts and light up pieces and all kinds of neat things like that. But it's a portal beast, which could be one of the you know the big demons in the Doctor Strange uh, world, uh, like um, God, what is his name? I don't know. Hold on, let me think of it. Uh, Shumagorath. Could be Shumagorath, which, I mean, is very unlikely, but could be, you know? So yeah, Shumagorath, like, eh, tried to take over the world at one point while Doctor Strange and and Wong were off somewhere else in a different dimension or whatever. But, like, you know, I I doubt that he's going to be, like, the main villain. He just, he did demon things, it's fine. Yeah, it's it's just an extra demon, and it's very likely that, I mean, he could could show up as, like, just a random fight in the movie. And then, you know, big fight wherever later is right. the, the main thing. But, like, this could be, like, the intro fight or whatever. I'm not sure. I don't know because I don't, you know, I haven't written the movie. Yeah, right. They don't allow me to do those things. Maybe one day. <laughs> nah, that's not my dream. It's not my dream. Anyway, so that set coming out looks really cool. And it's got a whole bunch of moving pieces and everything. It's going to be priced at $29.99. Um, <laughs> and uh it just it it kind of drives home that they're going to they're going to be doing things in the Sanctum Sanctorum like this movie is becoming a thing and the hype train is starting and it's mm-hmm. all aboard man yeah, toot man. toot i tooting all day gross so the last bit of news that i that i have is 
kind of news, but it's really just uh, just talk from Sony Pictures chairman Tom Rothman uh, talking about the partnership between Sony and Marvel Studios. Um, he was asked at one point just outright if they plan for a Spider-Man universe and more, more work with Marvel. And he said yes to both of those. It's been fan. It's been fantastic. Our relationship with Marvel. Sony has the ultimate authority, but we have deferred the creative lead to Marvel because they know what they're doing. We start shooting the new Spider-Man in Atlanta in mid June. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear someone from Sony actually say that. Yeah, just just say outright they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing, and I, I, that's that's the thing to say. It's exactly what they should be saying. Like they're not. Um, that's exactly what everyone else thinks. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just uh, just go ahead and jump on board. Yeah, just go ahead and accept it. I like just it. Accept like it, and we lot. can move on with our lives. And um, the last thing that he said, um, he was asked if Sony was going to trim the cost of the franchise. He said, I don't want to trim costs. I want to make money. And sometimes you make money by trimming costs and sometimes by investing in things that are profitable. A movie like Spider-Man by Marvel, that's not inexpensive, but it's a great investment. Knowing that Marvel has such a clear, creative vision, I sleep very well at night. I have, I have no doubt this, this Spider-Man movie is going to be one of the biggest movies We've had this is the first Marvel Cinematic Universe movie with a character that had a big name before the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Was yes, started. yes, that's an important thing to note. It's the first time, so that's that's so huge, so so huge. I'm so ready, man. Uh, Me too. And uh, I was gonna just jump on like other characters that Marvel got the rights back to recently. Like, they got the rights back to Namor. I heard. And, like, they can do the Submariner at any point now. Like, they can include him. And I'm like, nobody knows who that is. Yeah. Nobody at all. Uh, but but that <laughs> it doesn't matter. If they keep making good movies. People are going to care who every Marvel character is. Yeah. As long as they're good. As long as they're good. So keep it up, Marvel. We're happy so far. <laughs> you got to keep us happy, Marvel. They do. They do. <laughs> we'll turn against them. We'll turn into the Arrow cast. <laughs> No, we won't. <laughs> Arrow's like the redheaded stepchild of TV. Arrow is pre- pretty, it's pretty bad. Yeah. I want to like it. Yeah. But I'm not with most people. I actually, I still don't really love The Flash either. <laughs> I haven't seen season two Flash. of The Flash. It's good. It's better, much better than Arrow. Season one of The Flash was incredible. Yeah. I really liked it. I still feel like it's still got a lot of CW dripping all over it. Yeah, that's fair. It, you know, <laughs> hey, I was t- I was telling that to Dave from DC on screen one day, and he was like, "Yeah, no, it doesn't. Like, what do you mean by CW? Like, everyone's in a relationship for no reason." And he's like, "Like who?" And I started like, "Let's see, Barry sort of went on a date with this person, then went on a date with Barry, the geeky scientist kid, has." dated or flirted with or had a will they won't they with every beautiful woman on the show i'm like it's a uh... yeah and that was season one <laughs> that, yeah that was <laughs> like felicity showed up they kissed they said yep. you know felicity and then, obviously iris yep uh there was that one time where it wasn't actually barry but it was he was look he looked like barry uh with um with daniel pennebaker's character uh, I don't know who Daniel Perry-Baker is. The redhead, I cannot remember her name right now. I'm blanking as the, well. I don't know who you're talking about. The the scientist that works with Cisco and Dr. Wells. Oh, is she redhead? Yeah, it's Daniel Pennebaker. She's such a redhead. 
I didn't notice. She looks brown-headed to me. I have a really bad memory. It's, she's, Sir, I would not be as incredibly attracted to her as I am if she weren't so red-headed. Stay away from my girlfriend. <laughs> That's fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, she... Uh, that sounds real... Yeah, I'm the creepy old man now. <laughs> take that mantle from you. I'll carry this. I've been working out. I can bear this load. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, she's a yeah. There, is, I don't know about that, but uh, that scientist girl. There were definitely episodes where they like look at each other from across the room. There's like a little bit of a oh, I know. Yeah, we have I know our what own, they're thinking. We have our own emotional stuff happening with other people, but there's definitely a little spark here. You but feel we're that? nerds, so we yeah. have to get together. So it it did feel like that in some episodes. Yeah, but anyway, I digress. I have my issues with all the shows, but. That they're not my favorite. We actually have some feedback about that somewhere. Do we? Uh, but we'll get to it. We'll get to we'll it. Let's, get let's, to it. Let's run down some feedback. Um, we're the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with Forty Five Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Uh, tonight we're not really doing any content, so we're just going to run down some feedback for you guys. Um, we hope you like it. Um, Shall we tell them how they can be a part of the feedback for next time? Absolutely, absolutely. We are going to get back on every other week rotation starting this week. So (laughs) uh, we're sorry we missed out on a whole month. But if you want to catch up, get get in on some feedback, we're probably going to be talking about Daredevil Season 2 next week. Um, Next cast. Next cast, I should say. You're correct. Um, And we've got a ton of feedback about that, which will probably lead the discussion. But if you've got anything you want to say about Daredevil Season 2, hit us up at MCUCast on Twitter. Uh, mcucast at gmail.com on the emails, facebook.com slash mcucast um, mcucast.com is our website and you can find us at all, at all those places and if you want to call, leave a voicemail it's 573-CAST-MCU uh, that's where you can just leave a voicemail and we will play it on the show and talk about what your comments are yeah, so uh, I feel like that was a nice like, the groovy mat, lazy one tonight Yeah, I didn't go yeah. all like uh, announcer voiced and uh, fast. I didn't do the my, my micro machine man uh, thing. Oh God! Why? As a child, I guess because cars are fast, right? That's why the micro machine man. They like chose to tie those brands together. Like they decided micro machines, which to me is more about small than it is fast. But they decided to make the sp- sp- spokesperson for Micro Machines this fast-talking announce almost a... It's because it's high energy. When it's high energy like that, it gets you really jazzed up and involved. Totally agree. Totally agree. It's just, uh, to me, when I was a child, I think it just like it totally made sense. Like the two clicked in a way. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, fast, small, Micro Machines. Got it. <laughs> I'm uh, on it. But I it, need but all of them. Thinking back, that's a weird choice. It's a weird choice to be like, yeah, you know maybe. what we need to advertise our tiny cars? A really fast-talking man. <laughs> maybe. It's weird. It's weird. It is a little bit odd. But that's not what we're talking about here tonight. No, it's not. Definitely not. It's not. I mean, it shouldn't be, and we are. Sorry. So. This is loose. Groovy, Matt. <laughs> it's loosey-goosey. <laughs> well, let's get on some feedback. Let's get on some feedback. Oh, yeah, here's that feedback that you were talking about just a minute ago. Uh, Jay on uh, on Twitter said, Most Marvel movies are good, and most DC movies are bad, but The Flash owns television. Mm. At DC on screen, at MCU cast, at that Kevin Smith. I will say, I think uh, DC owns television for the most part. Uh, I mean, Flash, Flash is great. Supergirl. 
Legends uh, of Tomorrow. I haven't seen Supergirl. No, just, these are Legends of Tomorrow. They're popular. Yeah, they're they're definitely popular. And I and I I would actually my favorite DC show though is Gotham. And I know that's controversial. People don't like it, but I don't see why. It's so much fun. There are some people that do, some people that don't. It's Yeah. It's divisive. Yeah, it's it is divisive, I will say, yes. They, they and, and the reason I think it's divisive is they kind of make a choice with Gotham to be like out there. And I, we just talked about the Flash. I know he just mentions the Flash now. I'm like going off on Gotham. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that's my favorite of the DC shows. Uh, and then and and if talking about ruling television, if you're talking about TV proper, you have a case. The DC the DC shows are similar in quality. Yes. Uh to the Marvel shows. But if you Include Netflix. Oh, man. Marvel crushes it. Crushes. Crushes it. And then I would say that network TV, most network TV is bad, and Netflix TV is good. (laughs) That's fair. Um, Well, like, Netflix is crushing it. Or, sorry. Yeah, the Netflix properties are are crushing it without even being out yet. Like, The Punisher, I think, is probably a more popular series than... Than any DC property <laughs> already. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right on with that. I think the thing is, the Netflix series. One of the reasons they're good, and one of the reasons that we enjoy them more. They have a much looser leash. They're for adults. Yeah, and we are adults. Yes, I think that's like a huge part of they why still, we. They still they still try to keep it in the PG sixteen, <laughs> like. They they upped no, it. No, I hear you. I hear you. They it's, upped it a little bit. Uh, you're like you were like PG 08 sex scenes in in, uh, in well, Jessica Jones. But they're not actually like they are very they're they're not. There's no nudity. There's no nudity. Yeah. So they're but not they are, are they are sexy scenes. There are some sexy sexy scenes. I went back and watched the first episode of Daredevil, and I did not remember how much of Karen's boob we see. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I was like, whoa. I, it was you know it was the first episode. I didn't know if she was like going to be a persistent character. Yeah, and, uh, she yeah. takes her shirt off and shows about as much side boob as you possibly can without yeah. without getting an R rating or whatever. And I was just like, whoa, hey, 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 Karen, hey Whoops. there, Karen, how uh, you doing? Did, did not remember that. <laughs> um, but there's the, there's that. Uh, there's also shooting people with shotguns in the face at point blank range. Like that. Oh yeah, season two got real. Intense. I would say it's rated R. I think it's. I think it probably crosses the line. That some of that gore, effing heads and doors, <laughs> and shotguns to the faces. There, I. If it was a two-hour movie and you put that much gore and violence in it, it would have to be R. Probably. And I think a Punisher series is going to be even worse. Oh yeah, especially if they follow the Max line. Jeez. Yeah. Um, but no, like uh, Melissa Rosenberg. Uh, the showrunner for uh, Jessica Jones had said in an interview that um, that she was not allowed to do F-bombs or nudity. Like, those were the only two things that they said absolutely not. Interesting. And um, she could do... She could cover just about everything else, and she... They did. Yeah. They did. It got pretty rough. Oh, man. Mostly because just... Kristen Ritter can drop an F-bomb just by looking at you. Yeah, she didn't need F-bomb. She has those those steely gazes. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just like, really? No. So, in summation, yeah. Netflix Marvel series are kind of killing it. Yeah, uh, Netflix to, is the best. Compared to all Marvel and DC properties. Flash is a second to Netflix. 
yeah, I I, I wouldn't in, say that Flash is better better than Agents of Shield. Honestly, like I like I like Agents of Shield as much, and I I am biased. Obviously, I fully admit that, and I think a lot of it has to do with the interconnectivity. Yeah, which we also have emails about, but. Uh, yeah, I'm starting to get a little a little irritated with the the lack of interconnectivity with Agents of Shield, but that's we'll get to that in a few I digress. minutes. We got we got we got more feedback on. Yeah, it. so let's move on to that uh, that that more that that dagum dagum feedback, man. Tell you what, my <laughs> this is a bad one to have right here. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh. Okay. Uh, Rob Rivera said to us on Facebook, only thing I don't like about y'all's podcast is the unnecessary discussion and comparison of BVS to Civil War. I'm a fan of both movies. Aren't y'all supposed to be talking about Marvel? <laughs> we just talked about DC and we what's did. good. Well, we, we did. We were prompted. We were, we we were, were prompted. prompted. And a lot of times we are prompted, uh, Rob. Uh, but <laughs> we get people all the time are, asking us. There are several times, though, where we prompt ourselves. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We are, we, are, uh, we are a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, and that's we want to cover everything Marvel. But from the beginning, we always go and divert. And I just talked about the micro machine there for t- for two full minutes. Uh, that's what <laughs> we po- digress a lot. That's what podcasting is about. So that's our life. And how how can we not compare them? These are two movies, and I'm not I'm not going to make a case for which one's good or bad. Like I, I'm, I'm I'm glad you're a fan of uh, BVS, Rob. Like I really. I really like every movie needs fans, no matter how bad it is. No, no, no. I'm sorry, I'm, we're not going to go there. I'm, I'm sorry. We're not going to insult. That the was movie just the, right that now. was the the first like biting comment that I could think of. My point is, I'm an asshole. My point is, what I want to talk about is the fact that how can you not compare these two movies? I mean, They're, they came out three months apart, and they have so much similar content. They're both about superheroes fighting each and other, and they weren't three months apart. They both hinge on a mother. They were less than two. All right, all right. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to cover more ground here. Okay, <laughs> they're 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 very they're very close together. It, both plots turn on a mother of yeah. the of the of the hero. Yeah. Um, they're they're obviously about the government wanting to control superheroes. Uh, th- there's just so much similarity in these movies, and they do it so differently. So it's just you can't not talk about. How 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 compare the two? Yeah, um, I mean I, it's it's like two kids in the same class writing a paper on the same thesis. And plus, when you have the DC on screen guys talking about how BVS is better, you just I can't let that stand and not comment. <laughs> <laughs> I knew just, you had to go one in. I'm no, I'm just saying. Like that's, I knew you had. To it's go just one a reason in. I have to talk about it. It's not. Uh, it's I'm not saying how I feel. <laughs> All right, I was sneakily saying how I feel. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm actually really looking forward to it. Um, uh, we, we, by the way, we've talked to the DC on screen guys about doing a, some sort of uh, collaboration on that. And the thing that Dave wants to do is he wants to wait, and he's he's. I mean, he he wants to wait to have a debate cast until uh, the definitive version comes out. The the director's cut that's supposed to be like four hours long. It's uh, it's two and a half. Just over two and a half. Oh, the movie was two and a half. I think it's three. I think it's close to three. Because I think the the movie in theaters was like two and a half. Was it? I think so. I don't. And I think they're adding like thirty minutes to it. Anyway, this is Dave's plan to stall and hope that somehow thirty extra minutes makes his movie make sense. Uh, 
<laughs> God, you just got a jab. This is not me. Just a little bit. I'm not making fun of BVS. I'm making fun of Dave. It's fine. It's fine. Dave. Let him know. Let him know on Twitter, everybody. <laughs> oh, man. At DC on screen. Um, <laughs> so, uh, okay, uh, let's go on to this next piece of feedback. No, I'm looking this up. I have to know. Oh, you have to know the, the I have time. have to know the, the, the runtime of the ultimate one. Because it's getting a one-night um, showing in, like, select theaters that aren't here i'm surprised it's not more than one night because you know they want to make a billion dollars that movie oh god they're trying so hard they're re-releasing it just to make it i bet i bet that's like a huge part of they want to get that last 150 million that they didn't get oh yeah it was it was two hours and 31 minutes uh in theaters and it's going to turn into a three-hour event Ooh, three-hour thing so uh just just to recap who was right you were right thank you <laughs> I can admit defeat when it's actually, you know, apparent or when it's actually a thing. Yeah, you should teach Dave about that. Yeah, that, I mean that's kind of the <laughs> kind of the jab I was making. Just gonna stick him a little bit to, more. I had to I had to sweep in there. I didn't know if he he understand that jab fully, so I had to. I mean, he does like BBS. Yeah, more than God. <laughs> that was so mean. Oh, that one. Was, we have that to one was stop. Rough. We have to stop. We're so mean. We love you, Dave. We're just teasing. We love everybody so much, <laughs> especially Dave. Hey, Dave, how you been? I don't think he's caught up on the podcast. Okay, uh, because he was behind on Agents of Shield. Because he has to watch like six DC shows every week. Yeah, because there's they got a lot of content to cover. They over do there. all the time, and we we go through fits where we're like, "All right, we have to do thirteen episodes right uh, now in a week." Yeah, but they have to do like five every week. Yeah, it's crazy over there. I'm sure their download numbers love it. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook, does anyone know if Kobe Smulders has any projects? Uh, Maria Hill was the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. during Civil War, and she has done network TV. Uh, that's a good call. That she a good very one. well could be the new director. I don't know. I don't I don't keep up with her. It's I don't know the, what she's doing at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not her keeper. I am also not her keeper. Uh, but she's she's definitely done a lot done network TV. Uh, and she, well, you know, and she's even done Shield a number of times. So yeah, she's been in like three or four episodes. Yeah, which I mean is more than most movie. It's more than Thor, folks. It's more than Iron Man. <laughs> That's definitely true. Uh, looking at her IMDb, it looks like she's got multiple movies coming out over the next two or three years. So she, but you know, a lot of them, uh, and they're in pre-production and post-production. So uh, they, she's got nothing on going on right now. Uh, down. That's true. That's Come true. on, Maria Hill. <laughs> and she doesn't even have to be like... Um, Actually, that's a valid point. She doesn't have to be on screen. She's got one in, that's currently in post-production and two that are in pre-production. She could be off filming S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes. She right could, now. right now. Yeah, mm. it's totally, totally possible. Man, I'm good at this. They're probably filming right now. I'm good at this game. Give me another one. <laughs> <laughs> Robert T. Frost said to us on Facebook, My son Brendan received an Infinity Gauntlet oven mitt in his loot crate today. I think the first stone we need to procure is the thermal gem to properly control temperature. You know, you actually you do need that because that Infinity Gauntlet oven mitt got a, uh, a voluntary recall put on it because it wasn't protecting as well as it should have been to be an oven yeah, mitt. Yeah, that's crazy. So I kind of just put it on my um, on my desk it's just like a, this is what I have now. I can't believe they let that go out on Loot Crate and called it an oven mitt, and apparently it doesn't work well. Uh, but I, I want one. It looks awesome. <laughs> it, it is really cool to wear, especially when uh, when you clench your fist the way that he does in the, 
in the little snippet trailer, you know, yeah. the little teaser or whatever. I'm just like, yes. <laughs> I think uh, Matthew had something to say about it too. Uh, Matthew Ryan Cronin on Facebook said, don't know if you guys get Loot Crate or not, but I got an Infinity Gauntlet oven mitt and didn't realize I was missing that in my life and couldn't be happier. It's effing awesome. <laughs> awesome. It really looked awesome. When, the, when uh, Robert posted a picture of it on our wall, I was very jealous. I, I, as I said in a previous week, I've stopped doing all of my subscription services uh, because I most of the time I only like two of the items and <laughs> not except for Loot Crate, which is sponsored by our network. They're awesome. Uh, I just don't. I'm just trying to say sponsored money right by now. our network. We're sponsored. They're sponsoring. They're sponsoring us. us. Right, right, right. That's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Loot Crate's awesome. I didn't mean to put them down. Yeah, I due to funds, I had to skip my my box for this month, and I'm really sad about it because I keep hearing about things that are so great in this box. I'm like, God, come on! For a while, on. I was uh, very selective and like choosing one week, you know. But finally, I was just like, I just need to cut them all off for a few months while I pay off debt. Yeah, yeah. Got and a, I, now I gotta got stop buying apartment. magic cards. Yeah, God, I'm not kidding. I. Started playing Magic the Gathering again after a 10-year hiatus, and it's been a long time. I haven't played in so long. It's like all these new mechanics, but I spent too much money on Magic Yeah, cards. you did. I found a movie stop going out of business, and I, they had packs of Magic cards for $2 a pack. Oh, my God. I bought the entire store out of boosters. Jeez. I bought every booster in the store. And then Josh came to the store, and he bought every fat pack they had. Jeez. And I'm talking like 12 fat packs. And I bought a... It's ridiculous. I'm not going to say how many. I bought a lot of booster packs. That's too many. Yeah, it was great. That's too much. So Neil Noble Pattinson said to us on, uh, I believe it's Facebook, Facebook, said yearly content create. Oh, yeah, he, he shared a, uh, a yeah, chart a, with us. A graphic. This is awesome. A graphic uh, chart showing the yearly content created in Star Trek and then the yearly content created in the MCU. It was amazing. I, I don't know if he created this or this was from somewhere online because he just posted it as an image. So I don't know where he got this. But this Where'd is amazing. Where did you get this? This is absolutely amazing. Yeah, and then um, uh, and then added on a different one that was, and this is the total cumulative content created over time. Um, and it, I mean, it clearly shows that Star Trek has so much more. But like yes. the MCU has spiked real hard. Yeah, the fa- the fact that they have ramped up and just gone. Their, their little curve. It, so it shows two curved lines. One kind of steadily going up over time and then leveling out around the time of uh, Deep Space Nine ending or whatever. <laughs> or no, Enterprise ending, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it kind of levels out and get, turns into more of a straight line. And then you've got the MCU line, which is a straight line, and just starts going up, 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 up. And now it's just going straight. It's just <laughs> a straight line up. That's great. This year. I like it. Oh, the, I like the, it. the amount of content in uh, this year was so much greater than any previous years because they had three TV shows on. Yeah. Um, which is, at the height of Star Trek, the most it ever had, I believe. I don't... I think they had three on at one time. Like three concurrent? Yeah. TNG and Deep Space Nine were on at the same time. And I know Deep Space Nine and Voyager were on at the same time. I can't remember. I think there might have been one year where... One or two years where Voyager, Deep Space Nine, and TNG were all on at the same time. Hmm. But I'm not sure on that. That is... that is, I'm unsure. I'm not going to quote you. Okay, thank you. Don't don't tell anyone on the internet. Okay, I won't. 
Even you guys. Jason Smith said to us on Facebook, uh, with the introduction of up, of, yeah, of upgraded LMD and NAI, anyone else thinking they might be using the Deltite storyline? Seems like the most logical course for the storyline. Recapture that whole who is a Hydra agent feel by having key characters replaced by Deltite androids. I, uh, I don't know much about the Deltite androids, but I do like the idea of recapturing the Hydra feeling without using Hydra. Because Hydra, I feel like we've used it over and over. And it's transformed. I feel like they've every season changed Hydra into whatever they needed it to be for that season. Yeah. And I just would rather them go with something different, you know, if yeah. they're going to change it anyway. Yeah. Um, and Deltite. I love the idea of random androids being... Yeah, just having people in major offices being replaced by killer androids. Yeah, it would be like the uh, the the season of uh, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine where there was a changeling somewhere in the Federation government. Yeah, or it's like the Deltite storyline in Marvel Comics. Yeah, but come on, you know where they got it. Let's go on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Nathaniel Muzzy said to us, a big one, on Facebook. Hey, guys. This is a big one. Everybody strap in. You ready? I'm ready for okay. it. Hey, guys. Been thinking about this for a while and thought maybe the summer break is a good time to bring it up since there's time to really dig into it. We were all promised a deep, connected cinematic universe by Marvel. Hashtag it's all connected. But that really, or is that really what Marvel has delivered us? Since Kevin Feige was placed in charge of the movies and no longer has to report to Ike Perlmutter, Marvel has essentially abandoned the motto of it's all connected. And you can practically feel executives and producers and directors cringe when asked if TV characters can make the move to the movies or vice versa with the movie characters. The tagline has now become hashtag it's all complicated. <laughs> Rumors swirl about infighting between Feige and Perlmutter, Joss Whedon complaining about the now-dissolved creative committee, and stating that Coulson is dead in the movies despite directing the pilot for the show he was revived on. And the Inhumans movie seems like a 50-50 on whether it's actually ever going to happen. Despite Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the comics being spun in a distinctly Inhumans direction in the name of Synergy and Spiding Fox slash X-Men movies and fans. I've also read rumors that Jeff Loeb, who runs the TV shows, and Kevin Feige may not get along, though they didn't cite any sources or specific examples of them butting heads. I obviously love these movies and shows because the content is good, but it really takes the fun out of the universe when you go from anything is possible to the TV guys maybe could show up in a movie to these are more side stories in what we call the same universe, but one side will never acknowledge the other. I want Doctor Strange to make a Defenders appearance, but what are the odds of that actually happening? This all brings me to the question, do we really have a shared universe anymore? It seems like this time last year, everything was looking amazing. We had Inhumans showing up on TV to set up in the movies. We were getting spinoffs. We were talking about the possibility of Daredevil showing up in Civil War, etc. But now it's been made pretty clear that without some kind of corporate realignment, the movies and TV Netflix shows will never properly cross over. ABC seems to be losing interest in Marvel shows, Agent Carter and Most Wanted. And one-shots don't exist anymore, which functioned as backdoor pilots of sorts for both Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter. Part of me wonders if, despite Perlmutter being, by all accounts, a bad person, if he was the one insisting <laughs> on the deep continuity, which is something Feige appears to have no interest in maintaining. Does the mouse need to step in and appoint someone to maintain continuity? Do we just accept that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has a couple more seasons and then network Marvel shows are done, leaving the MCU proper and Netflix universe? 
in five years would we look at the TV stuff as a weird side project that didn't really go anywhere, semi-canon like the one-shots and to a lesser extent the tie-in comics. Sorry for the huge wall of text, but I'd love to see you guys talk about this problem and potential fixes for part of an episode. Keep up the good work and enjoy the couple-month summer slowdown. Yeah. Um, so we have definitely discussed this at length in the past, but uh, it could be a problem. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I said before we went to see Civil War, if they don't do anything to acknowledge uh, what's going on at all, in the uh, in in this movie with like the Inhumans, the humans. mainly the Inhumans. The Inhumans is a big deal. The ATCU. I said if they don't make any kind of acknowledgement, then there will be a problem. And there kind of is. Um, I well, we actually have another piece of feedback directly below this one here um, on this, and I I agree with. James here, so... Uh, <laughs> you want me to go ahead and read it? Yeah, go for it. James Hewings. James Hewings, also known as Yoda Hugh, <clears throat> said to us on Facebook, Civil War thought. That was all caps. Inhumans were mentioned in Civil War. When Vision says, since Tony put the suit or put the suit on, the amount of powered people has grown. Who is he talking about? Cap is from the 40s and well-known. Banner is already the Hulk. Thor isn't from Earth, but can kind of count him as one. Tony is a yes as it starts... Tony is a yes as it starts it off. Widow and Hawkeye aren't powered. That's the Avengers up to that point. The villains, Red Skull, 40s. Stain is empowered. Abomination, yes. Whiplash, yes, if Tony is counted. Mandarin, God, that was awful, but yes. Dark Elves, <laughs> kinda, yes. Loki and the Chitari, no, they are clearly aliens slash gods. Yeah, but I would say the same about Dark Elves, too, by the way. Right? Yeah. Yeah, they're aliens. Yeah, uh, they're not super-powered people, which is, I think, what they're talking about in that scene, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I'm agreeing with him. Winter Even Soldier, yes. Ultron is clearly a robot, and the twins, yes. That's 18 people who are either hero or villain, and of that... Nine at a push, I would consider powered. Uh, yes, that's a huge increase, but if you really break it down, it's less than or it's less than nine, more like four. He must be referring to the Inhumans popping up around the globe. We know the president is aware of them from Agents of Shield. That then assures me the TV is still connected to the movies both ways, and not just Agents of Shield referencing to the movies. The movies reference the TV shows. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are he he, he said exactly what I was thinking in response to uh, Nathaniel, that um, they gave me the smallest possible mention yeah. of the Inhumans. They didn't say Inhumans. And they did it in a really vague way. They didn't say Inhumans. They didn't say ATCU. They left it very open in this, like... <sighs> so so I think what, what, they're, what they're doing, and this is fine in a lot of ways, is they're leaving it open so that... It's open for interpretation. Yeah. And if you want to believe... That they they're talking about the ATCU and the Inhumans, you can. It's like Disney. You want to believe? You can. <laughs> Anything could happen. Yeah. So, wish upon a star. <laughs> um, that's what we gotta do. To get I saw a Vine video. I saw a Vine video today where a guy started singing. He was at Disney World. He started singing "When You Wish Upon a Star," and like pan the camera to somebody who was standing right beside him. Who he didn't know, the guy just goes, nothing happens, and walks away. <laughs> Had the mouse ears on and everything, just nothing happens, and walks away. That's funny. Like, um, it was so bad. I, I just, so, so I completely agree with James that they mentioned. They did mention the Inhumans. That was it. That, I mean, what else are they talking about? I think. He says they've grown exponentially. 
which I suppose if that exponent is three <laughs> and you're multiplying it one times one times one, yeah, like exponentially is, is more that's than That's not growth, though. No, it's not. <laughs> Technically, that's still one. So, so, so superpowered individuals have grown exponentially since his, you know, statement. So there, there's basically they're saying there's more going on. They're not saying what that is. Yeah, and the the argument could be made that they are saying it in that very vague way so that people who don't watch Agents of Shield Absolutely. aren't left out. Absolutely. Now I do think and and Marvel just fucking do this. Put put a shot of Quake on the screen in the background while they're showing all the stuff. Like put a shot of anyone Anything that happened on a show. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, you could literally do it on the screen. Yeah, on a They on could a be TV watching a TV. Back. He's showing, like, Sokovia, blah, 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 blah. And then he could say, and countless other events. And it could, like, just literally a half a second of, like, something happening out in the world. Like, some <laughs> other sort of event. Problem is, there haven't really been much footage like news footage of the Agents of Shield events. Well, yeah, because they fly under the radar. Exactly. So it's it's a little tricky. But you could, I mean, you could show Jessica Jones or whatever. Like, you could yeah. show any of that somewhere. Uh, some you could show um, the Devil of Hell's Kitchen could show up. Yes, the de- a paper that says the Devil's of Hell's Kitchen, or you could show Patsy Walker like ranting about super powered people on her talk show like yeah you could show anything to say like the world's got so much turmoil just show something just give just us show a little me bit. more than what well the 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 thing that that really irks me is like with the writing that they did the with the for for civil war they said if you haven't seen you know the 12 other movies before this one then you might not absolutely get this one and that's just the way it is i'm yeah. like that's cool and all it's great that you did that but there's so much more other Marvel content that you can include. And if you're already okay with leaving people out that, that aren't a part of the club, why not make that a little deeper and get all of it connected? The argument is, and you, you made the argument a second ago, the argument is if you make it too – if you make the club too small, these movies can't get made. That's fair. And I, and I get that. But the, that wouldn't make the club too small. Like a small shot of Chloe Bennett using her Quake powers – on a screen would just not be uh, that big a deal, you know. <laughs> but my first thought, or before you, lash, you know, yeah. Before you mentioned Chloe Bennett, or well, when you had said Chloe Bennett, my first thought was Chloe Bennett, you know, Chinese pop star. <laughs> and I was like, that's that's not relevant to the MCU. Nope, that is not relevant to the MCU. Um, I just, I am. They sated me enough. With this very small morsel, but they're gonna have to give me a little more for the for me to believe it's still all connected. You yeah, know? that's fair. Um, I think they 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 gave it. So they tried to walk a really thin line to give us just enough to be like, yeah, okay, okay, we can still see it. They tipped their hat just barely, just enough for us to be like, that was it, me. That yeah. was for me. And and just just get over yourselves, movies. The Netflix series are as good as you. That's true. <laughs> like, I can understand some network television is not great, and sometimes you, you, do, you may want to distance yourself. Your actors may not want you to be a part of it, blah, blah, blah. But these Netflix series are not, uh, not worse. They're just not worse than you well, are. Well, like, when the actors come out saying, like, like, for instance, Jeremy Renner recently said that 
when you're doing these kinds of things, the place to be is either in the movies or on Netflix. Because a lot of people were talking about a Hawkeye Netflix series would be incredible. Yeah. And it would be, if, especially if they were following Fraction's stories, because Matt Fraction wrote amazing Hawkeye stories. But when your actors, the, the point that I was making is when your actors say, like, these are the places to be, like, that's a pretty big statement. Yeah. Because, like... Actors are a lot of times the ones who don't want to be known as television actors. Like, yeah. we're movie actors. Don't cross us over. Don't mess... Yeah. How dare you but incorporate me with them? The quality you've got in John Bernthal, Charlie Cox, um, <laughs> David Tennant, uh, Kristen Ritter... Ritter. Uh, Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter's great. Uh, the, the, the biggest one for me is D'Onofrio. And there was rumors a couple of weeks ago that D'Onofrio, they were considering D'Onofrio to play Kingpin in Spider-Man. Yeah. They need to. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like they could easily connect. I don't think they would have too much trouble connecting Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with, uh, you know, the, the Defenders. Yeah. I think they could do that and probably wouldn't. Like, there's not going to be a big corporate hole blue about the the connections there. Yeah, but so just bring one freaking character over to show I mean, the. They could just mention how he was put into prison recently. Yeah, that could it. It really could just be on a newspaper in the background, but I or something like that. But I want D'Onofrio in Spider Man in a Spider Man movie. Maybe yeah. it's not the first one. Maybe they. I don't want him to like force it in there, but. Uh, you know, the Kingpin is a major Spider-Man villain. He really is. He's a major street-level hero villain. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it's kind of what... I mean, he's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Kind of needs just, to be a thing. Just get it on him. Get on it, Marvel. Like, make it a priority, because you've got tons of fans out here who are losing faith in the idea of the shared universe. And I think the Marvel movies are like, well, we don't care. Like, that... We don't we don't want to share our glory with the with the TV shows, but they don't understand that like people like us care about their movies way more because we've been watching a television show twenty hours a, a year or whatever. Like yeah, we watched we watched twenty two episodes of this show, and a, and and the, every one of those episodes is a commercial for your movie. Yeah, you know it's an and then we've got this thirteen episode or two thirteen episode series a year. Yeah. So that's another 26 hours. Yeah, so we're spending we're all this time dumping into you. Uh, and and it and it helps one hand washes the other, you know? Like yeah. <laughs> uh, it really yeah. it's it, it they're helping each other and I feel like the movies just want to be separate but they're if they are then it's not the same universe that we got in this for, you know? And I mean, I probably wouldn't do a podcast if it was two separate universes. <laughs> like it's just not it wouldn't be interesting. Yeah. The 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 discussion would be so much less. The possibilities would be so much less. Um and and we want we want it to be. So Marvel. I, mean, I don't know if you listen to this at all. We'd have to change our <laughs> name to like Marvel on screen and that's just no good. Yeah. That's just sounds gross. <laughs> all right. Next feedback. <laughs> Oh, man. Omar Amalia said to us on Facebook, Saw Cap 3 finally. Remember when you guys hated on everyone outside the States who got to see the movie a week before you? Well, I hated you guys from May 6th till now. Damn. This was on May 24th. Damn. So, hated you guys from May 6th till now. I love you guys again. Haha. Can you help my brother and me? We're trying to figure out the state's cue for who stands where. Will Rhodey be confined to a... Or, sorry. State's cue. Wow. I completely read that wrong he said q 
but what he meant was status quo. Status quo. We're trying to figure out the status quo for who stands where. Will Rhodey be confined to a suit? Scarlet Witch will never join Iron Man after this. Cap's getting a new shield? I'm feeling every character has several ways they can evolve. Not a clear answer for anybody. Needless to say, I love the movie. Marvel keeps topping themselves. Peace and love. P.S. I foolishly only watched the penultimate episode. I was not aware there was double airing. After that, I'll get you guys again. If Mac dies, I riot. You probably already know the answer. I hate you. Lol. <laughs> Talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I feel like all of those things... Um, We've talked about those. Yeah, we have. Well, I, I, we haven't really talked about Rhodey being confined to the suit, but yeah, like Rhodey, it, it looks like doesn't have working. Well, I guess spoiler alert for Civil War, dude. This is a spoiler. Spoiler. Episode. Spoiler alert for Civil War. We are going to talk about Civil War things the rest of this episode because uh, we've got <laughs> some feedback on it, and we're going to get into it more. But yeah, some cool things happen. I think uh, Cap having a new shield would be cool. I, I don't. What do you what do you think? I mean, we know that uh, <laughs> we know that Coulson has an electronic shield for him. <laughs> oh yeah, like the uh, the the light projection shield or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, it's it, not necessarily for him, but could be. Yeah, could easily be. I know he had that in the comic book. I mean, especially with with Cap going underground, you know, Secret Avengers style, Secret Yeah Warriors. I, I, lo- I love it. I love that he they're going underground, and we're going to see like an underground. Because that's where that's where we're gonna be for these next few movies, and we do have a few Earth based movies coming. So yeah, yeah, not that many though before Infinity War. So I I don't know if we're gonna have much time for the board to reset at all. So we, I think this may be sort of where our characters lie until Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. depending on what they drop in on. I mean, we know we know that uh, Iron Man will be in in, in Spider Man, but yeah. other than that, well, Chris Evans has said that he wants more Captain America cameos and like oh, everything. Yeah? He was like, "Wouldn't Guardians be fun?" But that's not Cap. Cap's very Earth based, so I think like the Spider Man movies, those would be awesome. Those are great, and Cap would Cap would really fit in one of those. Yeah, I was like, "Huh? Yeah, he probably would." Oh yeah, yeah. I love the idea of Spider Man because Spider Man's the kid who gets powers, and he is kind of born into a world that already has super-powered people all around him. Yep. There already exists, and this is the way it is in the comics. Like, there's already superheroes out there when Spider-Man yep. gets his powers. And people show up all the time to be mentors to him for exactly. a little bit. And I just love the idea that he is, like, a young man trying to find his way in the world and figure out his superhero career. Yeah. And he's, like, like got all these mentors and people. I just think it's so much fun. I know I want to be Spider-Man, but what version... Yeah. I want him to be 2099 Spider-Man. That shit is awesome. Uh, but to answer your questions, uh, Omer, um, Omer, I guess... Omer. Omer? Okay. Yeah. okay. Like Homer. I always say it wrong then. Um, will Rhodey be confined to a suit? Maybe. Maybe. I don't think he'll be confined to a he suit. He had those I think, exoskeletal legs. Yeah, I think, I think those will get working, and I think that he will be... Obviously, if he's going to walk, he's going to be confined to some sort of technology. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy, and it could really change his character in a cool way. Um, I don't know that Scar- – I think Scarlet Witch – all of the – Scarlet Witch, Ant-Man, uh, Captain America, I think they will all join Iron Man, or Iron Man will join them once we have a larger threat yeah. in the Infinity War. There's going to be that team up, for, uh, especially for uh, for Thanos coming up. But probably not before that. I mean, there's not much to do before that. True. As far as like a 
team up movies or movie style movies. Thing. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen in these movies. We That's don't know fair. how many people are going to be in Spider Man. We don't know how many people are going to be in uh, all the all these movies coming. Uh, Black Panther, for instance. Doctor Strange, for instance. They could they could have cameos in those as well. Yeah. They could. And we just don't know. I don't oh, think it, I think Doctor Strange is going to be pretty. You know, would be really cool is to have Thor because they're going cosmic with Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he made an appearance in Guardians, or the Guardians showed up in his, just you know, passing by. Uh, yeah, no, that'd be totally awesome. Because they need to show up more. They need to to connect. Connect oh, the cosmic. Absolutely. Hashtag and connect I, the cosmic. I think Guardians of the Galaxy two. They're coming to Earth. I do. I don't know yet. Well, we did talk about that scene where people are running from yeah, something, and I'm like, about that looks footage. a lot like crashing. Well, and we talked about it, it's, it's all the set pictures of like a movie theater with like with Nathan Fillion, with Nathan Fillion as the character. Like all that seems, and he was playing like there was a biopic for Tony Stark. Like that's obviously Earth. Yeah, obviously after um, more Iron recent. Man. Yeah, yeah, obviously recent. Yeah, which so, I suppose could be someone else on Earth or something, but I have a feeling the Guardians are coming to Earth. Guardians yeah. guys too, which is awesome. Uh, and I like that they didn't do it in the first one. I feel like coming to Earth is kind of cliche. Yeah, because everything always revolves around Earth. I don't want it to happen like early in the movie. I want that to be like at the end. Yeah, it'd be great like, they where they end up. Crash land on Earth as the ending of the movie. Yeah, and just you know, Green Woman walks out and and like they're like, and, where are we? And Peter's like, home. Yeah, be great. Credits. There it is. You're be welcome. Great. You're it'd welcome, be, Marvel. Be real good. James Gunn is probably just like, that is the worst ending I've ever heard. <laughs> anyway, Kayla Sieben said to us on Facebook, Jeff, she's talking directly to me, Jeff, I am also so sick of Sky slash Daisy slash Tremor slash Palsy Patsy. That was mean on that last one, but I like it. Chloe Bennett is coming to my hometown for our baby version of Comic-Con, and I'm like, meh. Unfortunately, it looks like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to this point has been building her character to turn into Quake, which means we will probably see lots of her, including in Infinity Wars. But I definitely still wept like a huge puss while watching this finale. (laughs) And also for a couple episodes before the finale, too. I just, I have a lot of feelings, okay? (laughs) No, I understand. When you got feelings, it's okay to let it out. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's okay then. But, like, don't be crying about it later, all right? Do it once and lock it down. Yeah. Cry it out, lock it down. <laughs> Absolutely, it's a time and a place. <laughs> you gotta. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, bury your feelings. <laughs> I like my thing. Cry it out, lock it down. I just bury them. Just bury them. <laughs> I don't bury them at all. I wear. I I cry so much at everything. Yeah, you do. You're crying right now. I cry at things. This uh, I'm not even gonna talk about it. I feel I feel like such a I to quote know. Kayla a huge puss. Sure, sure. <laughs> I <laughs> I uh, I cry when things are super beautiful. I didn't know. It's not even that. I feel, I feel like a feel like I'm being like sounding like a sensitive artist type because I don't really feel I, I I'm a musician, but I don't feel like I am that kind of guy. Like I'm not like super. I don't know whatever emotional all the time but when i see like a piece of music or a uh, when you see a piece of music yeah you know um like a certain certain productions of whatever like i i will i will start crying over like just something being so beautiful and it's weird 
and I don't know where it comes from. It's weird. I don't cry over sad things very much. Hmm. I cry over like super happy things. <laughs> so Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. No, it's cool. Just ignore my admissions, my sensitive. No, man. I just I'm discussion emotions about my feelings. Well, no, like right now, I'm in lock it down phase. Okay, lock it down. I'll cry about bury, you crying later. Bury it deep. <laughs> um, <laughs> cry it out and lock it down, man. That's all it is. Uh, <laughs> shit. So that's weird that you cry at beautiful things. It is weird. I do, it's it's fairly new. I think I don't think I always did that. Yeah. But now, like I don't know. Sometimes when something's yeah, just like I'll get I'll get I'll get all misty eyed over something just being really good, and it's not even like sad or happy. Sometimes, sometimes it's like that was really good music, <laughs> or really good whatever. I kind of like I have a, a bit of a tearing up uh, moment when things are like really emotional. Like, uh, see that like makes sense. Well, like <laughs> I know I sometimes cry like when a comedy is so good. Wow. Like like when when a comedy is like hitting on all cylinders and it's making and I don't mean cry till I, laugh till I cry I mean like that was so well constructed humor that's and like really I weird cry. for yeah that's too meta I know stop it's real weird sorry what, what, <laughs> no what, I was just talking about like uh, military personnel coming home oh and their yeah family no that's going, like just dying on or them. the other one that's on Facebook all the time is like children or adults hearing for the first time because the new ocular implants. Uh, not ocular. Wow. Uh, what's the what's cochlear implant? Cochlear. Gosh. Either, or seeing for the, or first, seeing time, for the first time. If it's exactly. Ocular. When they're all just like, "What?" That gets. This me. is what I've been missing. Yes, it is. When they just like have new input into their brain for the first time, they hear their like wife's voice for the first time. Oh God. Oh, oh my gosh. Like a little bitch. I'm tearing up now. <laughs> Cry it out and lock it down. I can't do it. Okay. Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook, DC Comics spoilers. Matt and Jeff, if you do a debate with DC on screen, be sure to ask them if Watchmen is now DCEU canon. <laughs> I don't know what he means. I don't read uh, DC. Apparently, in the most recent DC uh, universe shake em up like they like to do, they brought the Watchmen into canon, like regular uh, canon. Oh, okay. The Watchmen was always its, its own canon. Gotcha. And so it's a funny question because... Uh, Zack Snyder also made The Watchmen, and now he's made the two first two DCEU movies. Mm-hmm. And now that Watchmen has been brought into the comics universe, it's a it's a clever and funny question. But I, I gotcha. Uh, it's it's not it's, it's not, not. It's not clearly not clearly not. But it's a funny question though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a lot of people are really pissed off because the whole thing about the Watchmen was supposed to be they're sort of they're set apart from it's any, a what if it's a what if and it's. Almost a parody of 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 comic book heroes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's supposed to be. I mean, the, the, the I'm not. I'm don't even remember the remember them very well. But that's the whole thing. It's it's this like sort of parody of it all. And and the, this is like them being like. I mean, the Night Owl clearly looks like Batman. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was, I couldn't remember his name. That's what, exactly what I was about to say. Like he's clearly a Batman sort of character, yeah. and you've got all these characters that are sort of mirrors of, and it's it's supposed to be a parody. I feel like, yeah, not, was, not 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 a, not, a, not a funny parody. There was I, the one guy that was faster than everybody else. They mentioned it a okay. lot. Like, oh, he's so much faster. He's the bad guy. Oh yeah, so much faster than everybody else. Okay. And then there was the completely OP person that you know could not be matched in power. Yeah, Doctor Manhattan. Right, right, right. Superman. Yeah, uh, and and that's 
They've all got their parallels. Yeah, they've got parallels, and I don't even mean like direct parallel. They don't. They're not all direct parallels. Obviously, there's there's a lot of differences. But just the idea of what would happen in a world with superheroes, and it's a different take on that. It's kind of like a parallel parody sort of thing. Yeah. And for them to bring them into the regular universe, it's almost like admitting defeat. It's almost like, like. Uh, yeah, bring in those interesting characters. Yeah, because those movies were so well liked, uh, or that movie was so well liked. I guess we should just bring in that. that. Come yeah, on, that, that'd be really funny if they were like, uh, "Hey, in. this is in this is in the continuity now." <laughs> See, you can like us. You can like a DCEU movie. Oh, wow! <laughs> Frank Allen said to us on Facebook, "Gentlemen." With apocalypse finally making it to your shores, I am an Aussie, so I've already seen it. Thought I'd throw this conversation <laughs> started so, your way. That, Frank, I appreciate your tone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, that's the tone I applied to it, so. Yeah, I don't appreciate it, Frank. Either way. I'm an Aussie, so I've already seen it. Mm-hmm. Fancy. Yeah, well, you're descended from prisoners. <laughs> that's a history jab, sir. <laughs> so. <laughs> Colonists. All right. Oh, wait, we're also colonists. Yeah. Damn it. Thought I'd throw this conversation starter your way. <laughs> Got into a debate with some friends about MCU versus the Fox X-Men universe. First, credit where credit's due, X-Men resuscitated the comic movie genre for the modern era. Absolutely. The first X-Men movie pretty much repaired the damage done by Batman and Robin, which is no mean feat. Mm-mm. The MCU owes them big time. That said, in my opinion, they haven't evolved over time, nor have the sheer polish of Marvel proper movies. They function fine in their own right, and if the MCU wasn't a thing, they would be the best comic book movies around. But as is well documented, Marvel is killing it right now. For all the talk of X-something spinoffs, I simply don't see Fox pulling a Guardians of the Galaxy with a relatively unknown mutant team and being successful with it. Deadpool is close, but that was more Ryan Reynolds and rabid fanboys pushing, as opposed to Fox willing it to happen. As for Apocalypse itself, I liked it. It was a solid B+, but that's after having seen Civil War, which has set the bar really high. Of the X films, it still ranks second to first class for me, as it tells a more cohesive story overall. Thoughts? I've not seen Apocalypse yet. I have. So I can't comment on it. I have. And his his like first sentence here, uh, pretty much, uh, or the, the, they haven't evolved. It's, uh, it's just like a movie. I feel like it's a sequel. When they, when they did the first class thing. Yeah. And they go back in time, they start over, and then in Days of Future, <laughs> Days of Fuchsia Past, they change, <laughs> they change uh, the timeline. Someone posted on our Twitter, why doesn't... Why doesn't uh, Magneto wear purple? <laughs> because the days of fuchsia passed. That's so good. Um, <laughs> That's so bad. Um, I, I. It just doesn't... It's so much like a movie from the 90s. It's like the 90s X films. Or, or wait, when was the first X? Is it early 2000s? 2000. Okay, sorry. It's, it's just like a decade ago's X-Men movie. That's all it is. It's just... It's like 10 years ago's model of what an X-Men movie should be. Uh, it's not, I mean, obviously the effects have gotten better, but it's like kind of that's all that's gotten better. And I, so they've all been, uh, this is Brian Singer again, right? So he directed the first one. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, it, it's his X-Men first universe. two, I think. Yes. It's his X-Men universe. And I feel like he just made a movie like he knows to make how to make. And the thing about Deadpool that's so interesting is it's, 
different filmmakers with their different ideas of what the what the universe needs. Like the, the honestly, I think it's Brian Singer shouldn't make another X Men movie. Like I don't think there's been such irreparable damage done that they can't make a good X Men movie out of what they have. Yeah, but as of now, it's I don't care for it. I just don't, I don't care at all about these characters, and, and I. <sighs> The kind of connections they drew, they just don't take time to build the characters. Uh, I mean, that's, gonna, our, that's our main beef with with BVS is like they the just they just jumped right into the characters and didn't build them for us exactly. Like, build the universe, then that's, tell the story. That's the problem with the most most comic movies rely on battle sequences and effects. And there's there's a sequence in Apocalypse where the entire world is being destroyed. Yeah. There couldn't be bigger stakes. Like, the entire world is being shaken to its core. And I don't care at all. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Like, And they don't do anything to humanize the situation. Yeah. And in, in, in Ant-Man, we have, like, a scene in a little girl's bedroom where Yellow Jacket is standing there over... Uh, uh, Ant-Man's daughter and you and you feel the menace and you feel the the pain that could be caused by uh the death of his little daughter you know like yeah you see why he is why he cares so much there's this huge the world is being destroyed you should care they should have done something to make me care at all about these like some about the destruction of the planet yeah <laughs> like as it stands they could have destroyed that planet and I would have been like Oh, okay. All right, I guess we're moving to a new that, one next week. I probably would have liked the movie better, because I would have been like, <laughs> that was some bold writing. That was some... <laughs> I mean... They went there. They really they really went for it. Yeah, like they, they pulled a Captain America where they didn't resolve everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did resolve everything. <laughs> well, I'm saying like... <laughs> didn't, they didn't wrap it up in a nice bow and re- hit the reset button, which is what happens in every other comic book movie. They end it by going, "All right, we uh, we, we, we had won. adventure. Let's we're, put everything back. We're back in our we're back in our cave of wonders. Uh, let's let's put our. That's not a, that's not a cave reference. I'm not talking about BBS. Uh, let's." <laughs> He gets so disappointed every time it gets brought up now. Um, no, but I'm trying uh, to avoid it. I'm trying to. No, you're uh, not. It's not a. Uh, it's 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 just not. I I don't like it. It's what I hated about Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> they're in. They're they're on. They're on a diff- distant part of the galaxy, traveling seventy years through space, and nothing ever changes. They never have a different thing happening on their ship. It's always the same captain doing captain's log, and it's just like. You just be like, eventually you just stop doing logs and you just get to the business of trying to survive for 80 years. I don't know. Sorry, that's a whole different beef. But it's the same, <laughs> same concept. A lot of these movies just kind of start where the last one left off. Uh, and then don't go anywhere from Don't there. go anywhere. The characters don't grow. Yeah. Wolverine has been well played uh, through all these movies, but they've still given him really no growth as a character. He's still just Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Then um, I will say I, I missed uh, the one movie, The Wolverine. I haven't seen that one. Ugh. And I don't even care. And I haven't seen it, and I still don't feel like I missed anything. Like, I've I've seen the ones past it. Most movies, I won't go see the fourth one if I haven't seen the third one in yeah. the series. I went to see this. I don't feel like I lost anything by missing out on the, whatever his growth was in The Wolverine. <laughs> it didn't matter. Days of Future Past, he's right there. He's the same Wolverine from X-Men 1 in 2000. You know, like, there's just not growth. And... I realize he doesn't change physically that much. Uh, 
Although somehow Hugh Jackman's gotten more and more amazingly jacked over the years. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. It's just not a good, just not a good movie. I wish it were better. So I guess that uh, that addresses our next bit of feedback. Brian Keegan oh, yeah? said to us on Facebook, it's not MCU, but would you guys be interested in doing an X-Men Apocalypse movie review? <laughs> I would love to hear what you thought of the movie, if you even saw it. I did see it. Didn't. I didn't like it. <laughs> in, in short, I didn't, I didn't really like it. I'll give you the Reader's it wasn't, Digest version. As, 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 as uh, the previous commenter said, uh, it's not the worst uh, it, it's a solid b for like a movie but it just feels like a movie from the year 2000 it just doesn't feel new or fresh at all yeah uh dre thompson said to us on facebook uh well with the lack of new content right now i have time for random thoughts someone at marvel must have really liked the movie creed because ryan coogler michael b jordan tessa thompson and rocker uh, sylvester stallone are all in the mcu <laughs> Look out for news about Felicia Rashad being cast. <laughs> when, when did we hear about Sylvester Stallone being cast? Is he in Guardians? Yeah, he had. Is that a, what we uh, heard? I remember. Yeah, that. he had a like a not even any kind of casting news at all. Just he secretly got into a car that was supposed to be for uh, for. So nothing's been announced, but he apparently was in a car that was for uh, the main character, right? No, it wasn't for Star Lord. It was. Shit, it was uh Chris Pratt. I couldn't remember Chris Pratt's name. It for wasn't about 20 Chris seconds. Pratt though. Kurt Russell. Okay. Car that was des- designated for Kurt Russell, but he got into it. Just he had a script in his, his hand. Buddy Kurt. <laughs> he had what looked like a script in his hand. Right. And went to set and then came back from. That's neat. Uh, yeah. yeah, somebody really did like Creed, and I I gotta say it was good. Uh, Ryan Coogler's Black Panther is probably the thing I'm most excited about as a solo movie. Like, yeah, uh, I, I'm excited about what the bigger movies mean to the universe, like infinity war, uh, even Dr. Strange and captain Marvel. All those things are going to mean big things. Guardians of the galaxy. But as for just a standalone movie and how good it's going to be, uh, black Panther, Ryan Coogler did such a good job with Creed. Yeah. And Fruitvale Station. Uh, they're both great movies, and Michael B. Jordan stars in both. And, and now Michael B. Jordan's been added. So As a villain. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm absolutely down with all of this. <laughs> what? You just made the funniest eyebrows I've ever seen. That's funny. Those are great eyebrows. Those are good eyebrows. Yeah. I'll, I guess I'll post a video for somebody yeah. on Facebook or something. I don't look know. For, look for Jeff's look for eyebrows. eyebrows. Omar El Mali is that too is on Facebook. Guys, guys! Double exclamation marks. I figured out how I can get a role in a Marvel movie, dot, dot, dot. Changing my name to Christopher Benedict something something. And I'll be doing some roll calls for a Fantastic Four movie, specifically for the Human Torch. Or maybe fake a movie for YouTube or Israeli TV. <laughs> Based on my careful calculations, I'm a shoe in <laughs> It's a good plan. It's a good plan, Omer. Yep, solid, solid plan. <laughs> Gary Vassut said to us on Facebook, all quiet on the MCU front, so I'll just leave this here. Excellent parody of the MCU, and it's a uh, it's a trailer for a South Park, uh, or well, sorry, the fractured but the whole fractured but whole video trailer. game trailer. Uh, yeah, I didn't know it was a video game. I watched the whole thing. I thought, like, oh, this is a funny video of South Park stuff. South Park stuff, and then it was apparently it's apparently a video game coming out that's parodying uh, uh, Civil War. I guess Civil War. Yeah. Or just, sort of. I think I don't, I don't even think it's specifically MCU. I think it's any large franchise. Uh, I think it's I think it's parodying both Marvel and the DC Cinematic Universe or whatever. That's fair. 
Brian Keegan said to us on Facebook, I'm binge watching season three of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this weekend because it was just released on Netflix. Who's with me? <laughs> that is all you, buddy. That's all you. Uh, I uh, would, but I, I, I got, feel like I, I got a midterm Daredevil again first. I got a midterm coming up that was supposed to be due tonight uh, that got Uh-oh. extended. Oh, good. Because of like. I was like, it's late, man. Yeah, well, you know. I make bad decisions. Two for the cast. Two for for the cast. Nathaniel Muzzy shared a photo with us. Uh, He said, I have to say I'm a little surprised to see this kind of promotion for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after ABC moved the show to the Friday night death slot. Let me explain what the photo is. It's a train with with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. all down the train. It's pretty badass, honestly. In Santa Fe, apparently. It's a bullet, like, some sort of bullet train looking thing. Oh, no, it's, uh, it's, it's in, that's Santa Fe Station. Okay. Uh, it's in San Diego. Okay. Uh, for transporting people to and from San Diego Comic-Con. Ah, uh, well, that makes sense. That makes absolute sense. Yeah. Okay. See, I was thinking this was just out there for the public. At least that's how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Twitter feed or Facebook feed shared it. That's how they shared that's it. That's neat. Okay, that makes a lot more sense than... Now Now I'm less surprised that it's out there. Like, <laughs> that's just straight-up target marketing to your people. Um the the bus, uh, by the way, has uh, Hellfire's chain all down it. Train. Huh? It's a train. Right, right, right. Sorry, the train has Hellfire's like lit up chain that he used on the show, um, which to me screams Ghost Rider, which they do have the rights to. Yeah, yeah. And like they're, they're, because of this picture, there's the rumor that uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. could be making a big... Like a Ghost Rider announcement at San Diego Comic Con. We're not sure. We don't know. Yeah, don't know. I, I kind of doubt they I do Ghost that Rider. I think this is just marketing. I think it is too. But it's it. it I guess finish reading Nathaniel's. Yeah. Thing. Said also the Hellfire theme is intriguing. That said, I'd like to see more uh, non-inhumans in the next season. Two seasons obsessing over them only for half an episode of Secret Warriors and Lash dying in a disappointing way have kind of made me feel like the Inhuman thing needs a little breathing room. I don't want them gone, but I'd like them more as a minor plot this season. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'd like them. them to just be a thing and that's it. Like, we accept that they exist. Let's move on to the other big things. Yeah. That now they're just a thing we deal with. You know, for every few episodes, you're, you're going to have Inhumans on your team. You're going to have Inhumans on the other side. It's just a matter of uh, dealing with other larger issues, which I guess is what we got this season, honestly. I mean, the Inhumans were part of it. I guess it was being the whole, he's the fir- like an ancient Inhuman and everything kind of made it yeah, a little more Inhuman-centric. It could have just been Hydra or whoever, whatever organization. Trying Leviathan. To- give us Leviathan back. Yeah, give us any- anything. Uh, anything that's uh, not so, like... Let's talk about the origins of Inhumans. Yeah. Give I me just, scrolls. Yeah. Give me Kree. Ooh. Oh, dude. If they could do the Kree scroll war on Earth in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that'd be insane. Yeah, that would be uh, totally awesome. Uh, but I have a feeling they want to save that for the big I mean, yeah, the they're going to save that for the movies. And I, and I don't think that they have the rights to it because the Fantastic Four has the right oh, to Super right. Scroll. Well, it's got, a right, got rights to Super Scroll. I don't know if it's for the scrolls in general. Yeah, that, that's always been a fuzzy one. But even so, the uh, the uh, what's the damn it the <laughs> Cree shit the Zandarians in the Cree 
you know, having their tiff. Yeah. Like Nova can come to Earth now. I and, love the idea of there being a war, like a, like a cosmic war happening, and Earth just like as it's this young power has to figure out where they fall in this war. Yeah. Of like 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 for instance, if it was the uh, the Kree and the Skrull or whatever. Yeah. Like they're not necessarily. There's not necessarily a good and a bad side of that for the earth, for Earth, and you have to like figure out how you factor in. And there's resources on the Earth that maybe both sides would want to use, like Infinity Gems. Um, yeah, and like in the in the comics, it was just that Earth was just like, no, we don't bring this crap here. We don't want a part of any of it. Right. Stop it. And like the Kree were just like, we're claiming you as part of the Kree Empire, and the Skrulls were like, we're going to invade and. It was just, it was a lot of craziness. And, like, Captain Marvel having powers given to her by the Kree, just, like, it all kind of, it muddled things a lot. Yeah, it, I, I think that sounds like a lot of fun, honestly. Yeah, yeah. That sounds fun. Could be definitely something worth watching. Yeah. Uh, Joey Kazina said to us on Twitter, at MCUcast, rewatching Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, my God, this movie is so good. Triple exclamation mark. And it sets up so much. How does Marvel do this? Hashtag freaking Marvel, man. <laughs> I totally agree, Joey. Absolutely. That that is the it's I think it's the best. That's why we have this. I think it's the best Marvel cinema. Yeah, it is. It's why we started this podcast, that movie. And I think it's still my favorite. The more and more is I the more and more I consider it. It just as is, as a movie. If any of these movies were standing alone, that that movie, you know, is interesting is the best. thought. That movie was in phase 2. Right? Right? Think about phase 1. What did we have in there? We had Iron Man. Started it all great. We immediately after that had the Incredible Hulk, which a lot of people still say is the worst one. Right. Not very good. That was two months after it. Doesn't really set up a really uh, a great launching pad, right? Like we had Iron Man. People cared about Iron Man because that one was good. Uh, But then Iron Man 2 was not as good. And a lot of people say it was not as good and was bad. I liked it. You yeah. liked it. But not as good as the first one. So that's two that's that's a 33% approval rating at this point. Then we had Thor, which a lot of people still don't like. Then we had Captain America the First Avenger, which you and I agree is incredible. Yeah. But still not the best one of the of the three Cap films and mm. a lot of people just don't really agree with, or they don't identify with it. So that's like one out of five of the original movies were approved of. It's right. just that there was they we had this promise of being given a shared universe once they set all of these up, mm-hmm. and that's what held it together is the promise of this shared universe. And then the Avengers happened, and that was like one of the highest grossing movies ever. So like, I understand why we got to that point, but like, if you just look at Phase One. We didn't have a lot to go on. Right. Like, we had one good movie and then four okay movies. And then what if Iron Man 3 had been well accepted? Yeah. <laughs> they had such a what huge... Then? They had such a huge... I liked There's Iron Man There's a huge figure. We talked, we talked. I feel like Iron Man 3, though, because it was so... Um, it, a lot of people didn't like it. It's divisive is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Because uh, that movie made almost as much as the Avengers made. Yeah. Um, and then we have... It really made it made almost as much as Civil War made. Has it has it beaten has Civil War beaten it yet? I haven't checked in a while. I haven't either. Um, that's, bad fan, bad fan. 
it's it's crazy though that uh, if they had have had a better reception of Iron Man three coming off of Avengers, I feel like it would have continued to explode upward. Yeah. Instead, it kind of trickled back down and then came back up, and so it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. Still, some of the best received and highest uh, grossing movies of all time, though. It's not like they've done a bad job. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, like, right after Iron Man 3, which was not very well-received, you had Thor 2, which was still not well-received. Down there with their Incredible Hulk for me. <laughs> yeah, like, a it lot of people great didn't scenes, like it. Some great scenes, but overall, that movie is the, so, one of the worst. Of up the worst. to that point, we've had eight movies, two of which were good. Yeah. Like, two of which were universally accepted as being awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, we do this podcast. We... We know for a fact how how well we like these movies, and yeah. there's a lot of people who do. We both love Iron Man, Iron Man Two, Captain America, uh, Thor. <laughs> um, I love Thor. I know you you love it more than I do, but I I, I still love it. Um, obviously, well, the Avengers. I think there's a lot more. There's a lot more to it. It's just this was it. this was one of my my random shower thoughts recently. Was just like. Looking back on it, how like, did they make it this far? <laughs> yeah, how did they get this far? Because like individually, these movies were not very well liked. It's, we kept on because of this promise of the shared universe. Yeah, and that's why we're keeping on now. And in a lot of ways, and because they keep killing it. Yeah, I mean, but honestly, if if they were they were separate movies, if they were if the TV shows were separate and everything was separate, uh, I would go see them still, but I wouldn't rush out. You know, yeah. like I want to see these on opening weekend because they're a part of my this. They're my stories. Well, I mean, like 2014 had a really great year. 2013 was Iron Man three and Thor two, not great, not universally right. well received. Uh, right after that, 2014, we had The Winter Soldier, which was a fantastic film. Some people say it's still the best of the three cap films. Yeah, and then we had Guardians of the Galaxy, which was incredible by itself. Oh yeah, still is a great standalone because it doesn't really touch on much. The, like other than Thanos is, exists, yeah, totally great. So like, 2014 was a great year, and then like, Age of Ultron didn't do as well as First Avengers, and then Ant Man, which not a lot of people saw until Civil War came out, and they were like, I gotta go back and see Ant Man. It's I mean, it did better than Cap One and The Incredible Hulk as far as like sales, but still like, if you look at them all individually, they didn't do that great. Like how did we? How did this happen? And then it's the shared universe. That's yeah. all it is. Just I agree. Random shower thoughts. Sorry. Well, I agree. I think that's true. But I also think looking back on those films and calling them disappointing is one thing. But you've got to think about the standards we had at that point. Yeah, that's fair. Like comparatively to now. Yeah. Like if you compare. Civil War and Thor, like the first Thor movie. Right. Like, there's no comparison. There's absolutely no comparison because Civil War was so incredible and Thor just does not live up to that at all. But, like, comparing Thor to the. What else is there? Like, the Fantastic Four movie recently? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Thor is so much better. Yeah. Just. It's. Comparing it and comparing it to movies before that, yeah, and like Batman and Robin. Well, and you you haven't seen the Fantastic Four <laughs> movie bad, yet, bad, right? Bad, bad, Still? bad. Uh, I w- the new one. Have I? 
No, I don't think so. Yeah, no, you have. No, it's on. It's on my list on HBO to watch. I keep meaning to watch it, although we've been told not to. Oh yeah, uh, Yoda Hugh on Twitter said, "Uh, "I watched F four drunk on a plane. Didn't help at all. Don't watch it." All caps, four exclamation marks. It's a bummer. I've heard really mixed things. I'm still gonna watch it. I might watch it intoxicated. I might not. It might help. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. So let's get to the last few things that we have for this one. Uh, Coach Benoit said, at MCU cast, FYI, went to Civil War for third time today, and theater was still 90% full. Three weeks and one billion later. Hashtag Team Iron Man, hashtag Team Scarlet Witch. I don't think uh, Coach Benoit here paid much attention, because those were they were not on the same team. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Man and Scarlet Witch were not on the same team. I don't think he went to see Civil War. That's rude. He went to see something else. And just lied, lied about it. I, I feel on offended. Our podcast. I feel offended. <laughs> anyway, Walkabout Bob said to us on Twitter, that sad moment when you realize you enjoyed Trank's Fantastic Four more than Batman versus Superman. Yikes. Dang. That's hurtful. We won't... Uh, we Let's won't... not touch on any of that. Jordan <laughs> said to us on Twitter, at MCUcast, have you guys considered reviewing Fox's MCU for offseason? All right, that's not an MCU, okay? That's an XCU. Oh, is, is that what they're calling it now? No, the, I just the, I literally just came up with that off the top of my head. XCU, I like that. Yeah, the X Men Cinematic Universe. I like it. Yeah, I think uh, they're going to be more top successful. Of my head. They really should just give it back to Marvel. I want them to, but the continuity junkie in me says there's no way to. Yeah, it'd be I'm really okay with them doing Fantastic Four that way. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've talked about that at yeah, length. We've talked about it at length, but I don't see a way they can bring the X Men back to Marvel. Do you? Do you, can you Not with a, it being as popular as it is. I feel like the only way they could do it is to do universal crossover, like using Doctor Strange or something. Or, uh, but I don't really want that universe, the XCU, to become a part of the MCU. You know, it's just they're not, yeah. not on the same level. Uh, so that I would want them to remake those movies, but you can't, at least, at least given the ideas they have of the X-Men on it at Fox. Yeah. They, they, they apparently believe very strongly that these characters are time dependent. Right. They made an eighties movie about days of future past. And they made a movie that it's like in the 80, late eighties, early nineties. That's this new, I think it was late seventies, early eighties for, um, days of future past. And And then late late eighties, early nineties for, for, um, Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah, and it's a. I don't, have you seen that Jubilee? I mean, you have. You've yes, saw it. I have. <laughs> I don't see why you need that at all. The X Men story could be told today, like it could be a fresh new tale. Yeah, you know, but uh, mutants could be like discovered, and that like they're just, there's this thing called mutants, and it's like becoming known, and uh, you could do it, but it, it does. It seems to take some of the gravitas away if you do remove all that history that, like, Magneto and Charles have. Unless they've been yeah. having some sort of secret battle in the background of the world all this time. And they just need to do an incursion. When when they go back in time for an incursion? What's that? Uh, that's when the universes merge. Okay. Yeah, yeah see, I don't really want that either. I, I really liked... Uh, when they went back to Days of Future Past, and this is completely crazy, and I did never never thought it was going to happen. I never really believed it, but I was when they go back and they change the timeline. Yeah, I was like, the most amazing thing would be if they changed the timeline and left out X three. No, oh, they change the timeline. They go back in, in, in the past, change the timeline, 
and they convince Magneto to go under the radar instead of being the villain that he's been. Yeah. So that suddenly it fits in the MCU. <laughs> and then it jumps forward and they've done a secret. This whole mutant thing's been kept secret through the years. And now it's just becoming, you know, not public knowledge. I was like, that'd be amazing. And then uh, in the, when the final scenes in Days of Future Past, it's all worked out like exactly like I was thinking it. Miles, like that'd be amazing if they rebooted this franchise with this time travel deal, and then they merged, used it to merge the universes. And then the last scene, uh, Magneto goes on television in the seventies, and I was like, oh, there's uh, it's out, it's out. <laughs> nope, so it couldn't work. Just, I would throw that out there. I wasn't saying I thought they would do it. But I thought it would be something they could do. You were hoping to like leave the door open to combine the universes if they wanted. Yeah, and then they just didn't. They, they just, just didn't. went. He got on television, and I was like, "Well, there goes right. that. There goes that." All right. Well, uh, I think we're done for the night. Yeah, I think we're, we're. I think we're done for the night. We have been casting for quite some time. We're gonna come back with you guys. We have got some more Civil War feedback, and we've got some more uh, Daredevil feedback for next week. So uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna catch up and and talk about all these things that we've. We've neglected to respond to. So <laughs> uh, we love you all. Thank you so much for listening to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We'll be back with you next uh, in two weeks. Two weeks. And two we're weeks. actually going to get back this time. Yeah, we are. Um, I'm going to force Jeff to get over here and get to work. Yeah, I don't think I have any um, big tests coming up at that point. Sweet. Yeah. Good, good. We can hang out and play some magic. Uh, all right. You guys have a wonderful night. Uh, this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast signing off. Until next time, true believers.